And we're back on another episode of Think On That. It's your boy, Matt Goody. Got Alex. And we're joined with two special guests today, Mr. Rich Martins, Matt Ciencio. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Right on. We're here at uh, Cafe Brasiliano, which is uh, Rich's, Rich's beautiful business. It's gorgeous out here, man. Thanks for having us. I was really impressed with how he said that, honestly. Yeah, like, no, that, that, was that, that was pretty good. You see, I'm a man of culture. Throw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little culture on there, right? I, I, I'm a sophisticated man of taste. <laughs> We're getting into it today. We got. I know uh, we talked about it just before the show, a lot of nuclear topics that we want to touch on this uh, afternoon. But uh, before we get into it, we do want to talk a little bit about Cafe Brasiliano. Cafe. For, the, for the Munji Cakes, it's Cafe Brasiliano, Brasiliano, if you want to Google it. Brasiliano, with an S, not a Z. Is that on Miller? <laughs> <laughs> 80 Miller Street in Toronto, Ontario. Fantastic business. Postal code, M6. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rich, tell us a little bit about it. All righty. Uh, so, a little bit about the cafe. Uh, originally opened up in uh, 1966. Uh for those people from Aurora, it was very similar to a place called Nino de Versas. Whole nine yards. We got the deli. We had hot tables, all that stuff. And then uh, <clears throat> when the original owner retired, my partner now bought it. So this was about 10 years ago. And uh, he kept it to just the wholesaling and the manufacturing, roasting the beans. And then uh, once this place came up for, uh, for rent, I figured, you know what? Why don't we bring the cafe back, right? It was, uh, it was definitely a loved place. In the city, it was, it was kind of a staple. When uh, they closed the doors, what was it? Was it, uh, C, I think it was CP24. Everyone did a, like a whole little... Homage to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, decided to bring it back and uh, we're doing it. We're still fresh. We're still new. Still like... How long, how long did you open the doors here to this location? Here we've been open to the public for about three, four months now. We yeah. did just a, a soft open considering that it was winter and... Yeah, you know, it's freezing. Foot traffic's kind of low, but uh, yeah. So, what kind of plans do you have then when the, when the weather warms up? When the weather warms up, I definitely do want to have some sort of a, a grand opening party because we do have uh, the big bay door. Open yeah. it up, get some some music playing, do some heavy mar- like marketing. So, you're you still going to do yeah, sorry? Yeah, yeah. Yo, no worries. Are you yeah. still going to do the patio outside? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on the side. Since we we're actually lucky, we're an end unit. Yeah. So we have a whole laneway on the side. Throw some chairs in there. You know. Oh, nice. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, so it's not going to be an issue for. The neighbors next door? No, no, they're pretty cool. No, we've been yeah. here. We've, uh, my dad's been on the street for like 30 years. We know everyone. We're real tight with them, and uh, they never really have an issue with us. Yeah. As long as we're polite about it and ask. With the, with the bay door, then, you don't have really much space out here. No, no, it wouldn't be in the to front. To put anything? It wouldn't be no. in the front. No, no, no. Yeah. That's cool, though. Yeah. It's no, it's pretty, pretty sick. I'm looking forward to what, uh, what the cafe is going to bring in. Yeah. So, what, what, what got you into this then? Because, like, <clears> what did you, what'd you do before? What were you doing before, school wise and like. So, while I was in uh, university. I didn't really, I was just working for my father, yeah. uh, automotive, wasn't really interested in that. Uh, I got into a little bit of private sales and uh, that's actually how I met my partner. I sold a couple of his, his cars and then uh, the opportunity was brought to me. I obviously didn't know anything about coffee or I just knew that I needed it and I drank it every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, and then after going into it with him and uh, I figured, you know what, <clears throat> it's an opportunity to own a business at a young age and then you know, having a business degree myself, I figured, you know what, let's do it. It's pretty cool. I mean, yeah, you yeah. do it. Now you have your own place here. You're, you're not even 25 yet. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely it's, it's definitely an unreal feeling, like waking up, opening the keys. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's my own place. I, mean, I don't answer to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> we were chatting about this, too, before we started the show. Yeah. You, you, 
Oh, I lost my train of thought. Completely lost my train of thought. I had a great question lined up too. It'll gonna, come back. It'll what come I, back. What happened to the professionally trained broadcaster? <laughs> What's going on here? It happens. It happens. It happens. It happens to the best of us. So, okay, cool. And then Matt, what are you doing nowadays? I'm just working. Just working? Yeah. Aren't we all? Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, just working at my dad's place. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> running that with, obviously, my brother. My dad's still there. Yeah. Um, just learning every day, every year, like taking everything that he's uh, given me in, like, mm -hmm. you know, all the advice, the guidance. That's just your situation is another cool one because you're, you're like a business exec before 25 as well. Yeah. Which is neat. S yes. When you, when you think about it like well, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of responsibility. Uh, dude, I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> Like I can't. Like my heart is pounding. I don't know why. I'm, I'm literally just having a it's conversation. Good, man. With my We're friends. just chilling, chilling like yeah. Got a drink going. I'm just gonna put it out know? there. It's like yeah. twelve o'clock, and Matt's already had two or three vodka. That's all right. There's nothing no wrong with that. Five o'clock somewhere. Well, let's get yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> right on. All right, gentlemen. Let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty. All right. Let's get into the nitty gritty. One of the ones, the topics I wanted to talk to to you guys about today, just because it's such an. You guys have such a a, a, a juxtaposed position on this right rich you come from like the quote-unquote nuclear family yes sir matt you come from a broken home quote-unquote <laughs> quote-unquote yeah, yeah not right i want to say broken I do, now, but well yeah, yeah you know yeah. i mean i do want to talk a little bit about parents and like parenthood and mm -hmm. like maybe a little homage to our childhoods because the way the world that we grew up in is it's gone it's dead it's yeah. over and like the way that we would have to go into being parents is going to be significantly different from what we were raised by. Much different. Yeah. I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on parenthood. Parenthood from looking at your parents at this age now in your mid-20s mm -hmm. and looking forward to you potentially being a parent yeah. at this age. Because I feel like it's a realistic thing for you to look forward at this age yeah, and be like, well, this is what I do. This is how I, you know? Yeah. Well, so, definitely uh, seeing how my parents raised me and my brother um, model that because I think they did a fantastic job and you know, their, their uh, ways of parenting and their, their values around that. I, I really, uh, I want to take that on like, yeah, as a parent one day myself, your, your parents are divorced, but mm -hmm. I don't think I would qualify it as hostily divorced. Not they at were, all. They were very cooperative raising you and your brother. Oh, yeah. And through the whole divorce process from what they tell me and from what I remember as a kid was very smooth. Um, their, like, what they did during the divorce process was always about and how they did the, you know, the process yes. thing yeah. was always keeping me and my brother in mind. And it's for the kids. It's for the kids. Yeah, yeah. And, like... No, no fighting. I'm sure they had some arguments, What's right? Behind like, closed doors. Behind closed deal? doors, but right, no right. arguments, no like, yeah. you know, they agreed on a lot of stuff and just said, okay, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Anything we do is going to be for the benefit of Matt and Phil. When, right? when I met you, you were probably like grade six, I'd say. Like, so you were a kid yeah. and your parents had already split up. Yeah. So they you were like really young when they split up. Yeah. They split, um, oh, four, oh, or 05. Wow. Okay. Around there. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know. So yeah, you were like under was, 10. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you, no, even remember, do you remember much about that time? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, people always ask me that. 
I do, but I don't. Like, and I don't know if it's like blocking it out. I've or, blocked it out, yeah. but it's such a blur. Like, right. so much stuff happened during that year, those two years, like 04. Oh, actually, you know what? Like, from 03 to 05 was chaotic. Probably right? the most chaotic mm-hmm. uh, time for my family mm-hmm. on both sides. Right. Like, my grandfather passed, who was also my dad's partner in, right. at Accord. Um, my my zeal passed in 03 mm-hmm. you know that was tragic that was all over the news um and then my parents got divorced right so we went through the ringer those so not th- not the best years not yes. the best years at all so we've had better. like for me personally i can't speak on anybody in my family i don't really it was a it's a blur yeah it's a blur and uh i honestly thank my parents for making their you know uh divorce as clean as possible yeah because they really didn't leave us with like those type types of scars well it's interesting you say that because we want to get phil on the show yeah no there's scars yeah sure right like you have i think he's definitely got a very different perspective on it because he was older yeah and he's older and like yeah yeah, exactly and uh, more what was going on yeah exactly yeah and every every individual process is different like i've healed from that i'm i'm content with yeah the the situation and I feel like I have a really, really good relationship with both of my parents. Yeah, that's nice. So, so like nowadays, I think you're living with who? Who do you live with? Both, both. Yeah. So, you're, like, so I'm you're doing a week and a week, and yeah. <laughs> my friends, family always make fun of me that I'm so routine. Yeah. Like tonight is Sunday. I'm going to my mom's. Like, no matter <laughs> what. Like I'm packing my bag. Like I just I do that, and people are like, oh, you don't just like live with one parent. There's no shot I would ever do that because. I love them both, yeah, and I want to spend time with them right. both. Right? right. There we go. That's, that's true. That makes yeah. sense. Good for you. And then, Rich, you, you have a very Let different... Let that marinate. <laughs> I, I grew up in... Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't consider it much different than Matt's besides the, you know, the divorce, but I'm saying I grew up in a typical European, loud family, and... Uh, They're not the quietest. We're not the quietest, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, my, my experience is as a, as a child was... I feel like kind of weird talking about it because i'm outnumbered here everyone comes from a this is like broken home kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just a jackass like yeah my my parents are still together yeah. all peace and love you, you know, know? What I mean? it's a broken a home great, podcast and i, I feel like everyone's dynamic. looking at me good he's like the fuck's that like <laughs> tell <laughs> me it must be sick eh? it's oh, nice wow. <laughs> parents love each other dope man cool, cool. Yeah. Wait, you're not an only child right no no i have a, I have a younger sister yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh yeah no that was probably Oh, my sister. It's a whole different topic. But uh, <laughs> oh, what a disaster. But yeah, uh, definitely would raise my kids the way I was raised. Yeah. Um, from every aspect, with with culture, I feel like in today's society, uh, like everyone's just kind of everyone's bland. No one has their own culture anymore. Like they don't, you know, no one speaks their native tongue. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, we're losing our recipes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, hundred percent. You get like we, we talk about that all the time. Like I, I, it might be like stupid, but me, Ricardo, Matt, we always discuss it. Like, how are we going to find a woman that resembles our mother or like our grandmother, like who cooks like that and all these like you know good food? <laughs> it's just like we're we're screwed here. So then, okay, that that raises the question because we were talking about this a little bit, Matt, before we got into the show. Like about the sort of demands now of like mm. the dating pool. Because there's a lot of guys, I think, that are out there that are like kind of like us looking for, you know, a woman with values, who's got, you know, the skills of like the life skills that, that kind of people I think have taken for granted for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side of it, what do you feel like you need to bring to the table 
in order to find somebody like that. Because one of the big things we were talking about was like emotional intelligence. Yeah. And like how I think a lot of, a lot of guys were a bit slower to the punch to learn it because that old school mentality that we were all raised by with immigrant parents is like, you know, there wasn't really much room for that. How do you find trying to adjust and cope with that in today's dating pool? Having to be more emotionally available, but still be that, you know, quote unquote, traditional man. Oh, see, I, I, when I think about that and they talk about like, oh, you know, being your quote unquote traditional man, I say, fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? I, I feel like everyone or all these, these guys, it's like, they're not confident in like their own sexuality. They feel like they got to be like brute and this and that. Yeah. Like, listen, you're not doing yourself any favors. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. You're not. And it's a, it's really a sensitive topic, obviously, because like we were talking about it last night, like men's mental health and stuff like you, mm-hmm. there's really not a lot of like outlets for it. And people feel like they just got to be this big, tough, manly guy all the time. And it's, I think it's kind of bullshit, but, uh, I think it, we're working in a better way, I guess, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, cause people are starting to speak up cause it's, it's not right. What's going on. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, but sometimes yeah. I can't really speak on dating. Like right. I don't have any experience with that and like the dating pool and stuff. Um, but I think what Rich is saying is... Don't tell me what I'm saying. No, no, no. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to understand. Like you're saying men are too, like, too tough? Like they're trying to be too tough? or they're, like, like a facade. Are they masking it? Like a bit of a facade. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. exactly. I also feel like the world's going the other way. 100%. Like, yeah, well, no, how do you mean? too soft. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think yeah, too soft? Yeah, certain things, 100%. I think men have to... I think men are losing that uh, traditional way and yeah, I, yeah, argue, no, arguments can be made it's happening on both sides of the coin yeah, yeah, right because sure, women right. are losing it too yeah, right like i said like we're losing our recipes yeah. or whatever and like how many women do you know that can honestly go home and like cook one of those like wholesome nutritious yeah. home-cooked meals that slaps every time yeah, yeah no, right no, that's, i that's, don't really yeah. know anybody like i can't do it personally but i, I don't, don't know, know anybody who can't. can either yeah. in our generation at well, least that's the thing we call it traditional but now people will say well things are different now we're gonna adapt to a new way and you can but see what, things are changing, right? Yeah. But it, it, what's really right and wrong? We say traditional, and to us, that's that's what we'd probably prefer, or that's yeah. where that's our upbringing. So that's what we're used to. That's, that's what you know. What we you know, know instilled yeah, in our mind. Exactly. But now things are switching, so it's either you adapt or you keep your old way. But but with everything adapting now, to find a woman that's not adapt. If you don't want to adapt. Now you got to find a woman that also doesn't want to, that mm-hmm. wants that traditional mm-hmm. household, right? Right, which is harder to find because. And I, but I think switching. it'll be easier to find soon. I, th- I, I really believe a lot of people are As starting to see, yeah. like, the pendulum being so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like it's r- right or wrong. Right. Like I'm no, just but saying, the pendulum I, does I swing. think You're it, it right. does swing, and yeah. I think there's got to be a balance. So people are really um, seeing that. It's a little too much, and you know you scroll what, on Instagram. What's too much? There it is. There, oh, there, there it is. What's too much? Now we're getting into it, guys. Here, um, <laughs> if you were to, if you were to give me like a like a Spark Notes bullet points on what is wrong with like oh like society, hardcore feminism you know, on both sides on both sides men and hardcore women masculine. and like yeah. everyone's yeah. contribution to the bullshit. Yeah, I just think it's like the whole movement of you know um, trying to bring it equality to everybody mm-hmm. is happening but while tearing down the other side like yeah, yeah. uh yeah. you know man or right woman or like whoever's arguing they're just tearing and you know putting down the other person right and it's kind of like i feel like it's just 
And I think it's people, not productive. People, yeah, yeah, it's not productive. Like a meaningless divide. Almost. I'm, a, I'm, yeah, a, I'm about sure. to say something. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it. Dude, Drop it. Don't be I'm fucking scared. Something. Don't be scared. I'm going to say the name that nobody likes. Oh. Andrew Tate. Let that marinate. Let that marinate. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. No, but like, I feel like what he was saying, okay, at the same time, saying how he was saying it could be wrong. For but sure. what he was saying, like the actual meat of it, yeah. I don't think he was wrong. No. You know what I mean? No, it, I it's it's so very either. similar to like Trump. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, yeah, he's like one of the fathers of economics. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way you present the information. Yeah. That's how, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. But yeah, definitely about the, the like, well, man think- is the issue or like, we're, we're the problem. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, I don't, I don't see that. And I feel like now that, you know people like Andrew Tate kind of started to come out and mm-hmm. speak on it. We're moving back towards, <clears throat> you know, men should be men. Yeah. But at the same time, we have other people that are just completely tearing that down. Yeah. Like, no, no. Like, well, I think there's a this. big, big question mark on, on like a lot of men find them. And like you, you mentioned men's mental health and like the numbers support this question. Mm. Like, what does it mean to be a man nowadays? Mm-hmm. Right, because like we were raised a certain way, and that era is over. Yeah. Right, like our that divide between our parents' generation mm-hmm. and our generation, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. And like that kind of divide, we haven't seen in quite some time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what does it mean now in 2023 for the both of you? I want both of you to answer this question: to be a man today, what does it mean? What does it look like to you to be a man today? Um. Definitely, you know, responsibility for. Um, like you and the people around you have that, you know, go to work, bring, um, you know, food to the table, mm-hmm. um, take care of your, you know, your wife, your kids, your, your parents, um, the provider. Pro- yeah. I, I really think to be the provider yeah. and I'm not saying like, you know, women no, no, you no. Know, there's, there's, stay home. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but yeah. you know, men have their roles, uh, yeah. have their roles. work ethic roles. and, uh, you have to be strong to be like, you know, I think yeah. a man needs to have some sort of strength that, you know, maybe the woman might not have to. Right. 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 Um, in certain situations. So like, like the pillar to yeah. be like that classical pillar. Yeah. In the family. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Same thing or similar or anything yeah, to add? So or? I'd say for me, like what it's like to be a man or whatever in, in today's day and age, I don't think it's changed. Like growing up, like my dad has always been my idol. Guys, I, I've seen what he's been through what he's accomplished and everything like that. And I think of like when someone says, what's a man, I think right away, my dad, mm-hmm. it's a person that <clears throat> when shit, Damn, comes I should have said that. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Sorry. Hey, Rob, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like looking at him, seeing through whatever he's been through family issues, this and the other, you still put the brave face on, you make ends meet. You always get what you need to be mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. anything needs, Whatever has to happen, has to happen, and you get it done, right? And, uh, but also, like what we were talking about before, there should be, like, he, he does have people in his life that you can also go towards. Like, you know, if you're trying to get the words out here. Fuck, man. We were talking about Matt being nervous and now yeah, yeah. I'm choking up here. I don't know what the hell is happening. What about um, you, Alex? I mean, we talk about this pretty often on the show. Yeah, I know. It's a conversation that comes up. Cause we have, we've had guys on, we've had girls on and they, it, it's really just your opinion. Right. And it's, it's a thing. It's either you're going to adapt yeah. with this new movement and with this new wave. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I feel like the reason why we're having so many issues is with it is because we're on the we're on that bridge point of it. We're on that yeah. bridge point of we're coming from this and now we're transitioning to something else. Which, so in doing that is like, going to create you know? a lot of issues because yeah. people are, like the Andrew Tate's going to come up and speak and say no, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah, gives us explanations why some people agree, some people don't. He's extremely aggressive the way he comes off. The way he communicated it was a problem. Plus. Right. It, with him, breathe air. <laughs> <laughs> breathe air. <laughs> with him, it's um. He's also he wasn't clout chasing, but he's also in his videos when he you know when he throws them up, he's gonna he's gonna say things that are gonna attract mm. both sides. And he's said that before too. Like he knows it. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, that, it was that stupid, for me is where the irresponsibility. I've said this on the show like before as well. The irresponsibility is that like. He's talking about a serious situation, a serious issue. Like, we're talking about it because it matters. Like, mm. it affects us all. Yeah. But his target audience might be men our age that kind of know themselves a little bit better and can weed out the, the shit that, like, okay, that's bullshit. Like, yeah. That's, come on. Mm-hmm. Right? But, but the largest, I think, audience that he has the most effect on is, like, you know, young boys. Like, 12 mm. to 15. Super sure. impressionable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And then you want to spew that shit. They, they don't know the difference between what is actually a fact and what is like, you know, mm. this bullshit clout that he uses to get clickbait and stuff. Right? For sure. And I, <clears throat> I agree with you. Yeah. A hundred percent. Every um, celebrity or famous person, influential person has that responsibility of, you know, okay, who am I going to affect? Yeah. But also the eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds, 12 year olds, you said, like mm-hmm. who are on TikTok should not be on TikTok. Oh no, but I this, got, is, this is a twelve to fifteen. Oh, 12 to oh, twelve yeah, to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. like super impressive. We were all, we were all yeah. there, right? No, I get okay. Ten years ago. Okay, sorry. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, really you know, it's teens, right? Yeah, the early teens sure. too, like those yeah. foundational years for sure. And then they're they're taking in this, you know, it's yeah, kind yeah, of swill okay. if you take it. And and they're talking. He talks about real life experiences for men. If you're yeah. a boy, what do you know? I know. You know what do you yeah, know because about? Because they see, they just look at him and they see, you know. The Bugattis, the, the, the watches, this, yeah. that, and the other. And they're like, I want that. He's right. I'm wrong. Let me listen to him. Yeah. You don't think that's right. dangerous? Absolutely, it's dangerous. <laughs> to, be, to be honest, I think, uh, I think TikTok is, is, is cancerous. Quite, yeah. quite honestly. I think like, social I mean, media. I mean, I myself, I'm addicted. I'm, I'm fucking on it oh. 24-7. Yeah. But I can see how, on a young mind, it's like, it was like that study with SpongeBob, how it like rots kids' brains. Yeah. I don't see TikTok being any different. Of course. Probably it's, worse, honestly. It, it creates this like false sense of, of With, reality, you and know the, and the al- algorithm is tailored to each individual person. It right? is so scary. The content is pandering to <clears> you know <throat> your fears and whatever. But that's that's another question I had for you guys. So you're looking at society now. We're obviously talking about being a man in today's society. What do you think is wrong with society? Oof. If you had to quantify all the things that you you know compared to 20 years ago, what do you think has devolved in our society? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I feel like we've really taken advantage of, I wouldn't say like not free speech or like expression of self kind of, kind of a thing. Uh, I feel like we, we, we passed on that and now we're working into uh, people think that their decisions and, and whatever they say has no consequences. It's like we live in a world with no consequences, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> because everyone is so sensitive and we live in a, in a country that's kind of way too liberal Right, and uh, obviously, don't really want to get into politics because I. Uh, oh, we're gonna get into. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not safe here. Yeah, yeah, this is not a safe. This is not a safe. We're not 100 percent liberal here. I don't believe yeah. in the movement that we're doing. I think 
Justin Trudeau, you're a banana. But yeah. No. Okay. But, but um, didn't really answer too much of the question. I, I totally blanked out. That's okay. So what's wrong with society? Yeah. I, I think I'm going to touch on the free speech uh, thing that Rich kind of, you know, yeah, dipped his toe in. <laughs> um, I, I definitely think we don't have as much free speech as mm. uh, we think. What, what does it look like to you, free speech? Um, you know, being able to state your, your opinion and or share facts that you might have found um, through articles or whatever, like even through the whole COVID thing, mm-hmm. um, and not have the risk of losing your platform. Like your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Because so many people have had their accounts banned, uh, suspended. Because it's, um, it's not in the government. Canceled. Like cancel like, culture is the, right. the most cancerous thing in this society. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's, it's kind of more like, I don't know why it seems like it's cool to can, it, like cancel culture is like cool to people. Like that's just like the new thing. Yeah. It's like, no, it's true. Right. Think, Where yeah. it's, yeah. It becomes meaningless because ev- if everyone's canceled, like who's gonna have the courage like, to do anything? Yeah, and but that, that I feel like that's what they want. Like, you know what I mean? You want compl- like, complacency? I feel like almost? well, it's control. They they choose who I mean. has the like platforms. The that's that's what they want. They want everyone to be uniform. They want to control what you say, what you make, how much this, whatever. It's just like there is no free speech. Hmm. How many times? Like, uh, I'm not too sure about your your views on COVID or anything like that, but. How many times were like real nurses and doctors and this and that have come out and said, you know, <clears throat> every time a new COVID patient comes in or they declare a, a death COVID, the hospital receives thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars or whatever in COVID relief funds. Yeah. Right. So whenever those nurses would come and then all of a sudden those nurses and doctors were fired for for what reason? Because your view wasn't what CP24's view was like mm. it's. So because it's not what the government wants people to know and you're saying the truth being actually in the field and seeing it in person mm, yeah. because you don't, you're not following their agenda, you're going to be silenced. Do you think it <clears> ends <throat> at the government? Do you think it's the government control or do you think it's deeper? Uh, oh, I think it's, yeah, it's, I think it's yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like even we were talking about it not too long ago. Like I, I don't really believe that like Trudeau's really in power. I think he's kind of just a puppet. Like, I, 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 I feel like all, like, I think all he's just there. politicians are puppets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's they're like... Just, they're fronts. They're a face. One of, one of the things I like to tell people, because that was my major in university is political mm-hmm. science. So the, the political parties... First of all, our government system was not designed for political parties. The mm-hmm. Westminster-style parliamentary mm-hmm. system. Um, one of the things I tell people, though, is if you Google, for instance, the Liberal Party of Canada or the Conservative mm-hmm. Party of Canada... You'll have the leader who you know. You'll have uh, what Pierre Polyev and Justin Trudeau is the yeah. leader, right? That's the face, right? The, the person that speaks on the news and goes into the yeah. house and gets elected. But the parties also have presidents. They're run like corporate companies. Mm-hmm. And the presidents get together every like Sunday for a steak dinner. Yeah. So then you walk down the street going, fuck you, liberal, fuck you, conservative, thinking that there's a difference. Yeah. But there's not. There's, there's not. a game plan being yeah. controlled by exactly. the, And if, again, Wikipedia, it's right there. You yeah. can find the name of the CEO of these parties yeah. that they set like board of directors yeah. and come up with all the policies for sure and pander to the lobbyists and whatnot. Yeah. For well, sure. You can see where that leads to, right? There's people that are above that have that control. Right. And then you think, okay, well, like, especially in the States, right. You can see that it's a lot more divided. 
between oh, yeah. the two parties. Right? Yeah, like the people states. in the states. I mean, here if you're a liberal conservative, whatever, you still probably get along. Maybe you don't if you're really into it. But in the states, they fucking can't stand each other. Yeah, not all of them. Yeah, like you're not but allowed on their lawn. It's if a lot more extreme. View, right? It's a lot more extreme, and it's okay. Okay, well, well, that's just how it is. Well, no, it's you know, some people believe that they purposely set up, set it up for that, right? And it's through media, right? Where you got the far left, far right that have completely different ideologies on things, and then now they're clashing, right? And all it does is separate the people, right? You, you, you constantly divide all the people, then no one, there's no upbringing, there's not gonna be any, there's not gonna be nothing. Everyone's gonna feel isolated, yeah. right? Mm. Which is the worst thing, because how, how powerful do you feel when you're really by yourself? Yeah. In any well, that's, that's aspect the, of life. Yeah. Right? It goes down to the bare bones biology of us, where we're social, we're social animals, right? We're yeah. pack animals. Right. So yeah. You want to belong mm-hmm. to something exactly. in order to feel like you know you can move forward in life. But that, that brings me to my next question then. Well, what, what are your thoughts then on like radicalization? Because it seems like everybody is subscribing, however you want to call it, some kind of quantifiable ideology, political belief, whatever you might think it is, whatever. <laughs> but it's, it's like people subscribe. Maybe they believe in a little, like the Andrew Tate thing. You might believe in like this, that, and the other point that he's made, but you know, by and large, you don't believe in a lot of it. But because of radicalization, you're like, oh, he said a couple of things I agree with, so I'm going to buy into the whole thing. We're going to stop you right there. You two laughing at These guys are pissed. We're going to stop you right there. This is why me. I know. Sorry. You are, you're, you're a fucking intelligent man. You are. <laughs> and let me tell you, I'm not. This is why. This you're, you're coming out here with these big words. This, and I'm, <laughs> this, 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 is why, this is why me and Rich are friends. Because <laughs> as soon as you said radicalization, we looked at each other and we're like, what, what the uh, fuck okay, does okay, that well, mean? Uh, I'll put it, I'll put it in like, 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 layman's huh? terms. So, okay, you have like, you know, environmentalists. You believe in protecting the environment and stuff, right? Roger. And then when you believe in that and you subscribe to like that environmental ideology or whatever, you go, you go all nine yards with it. So like they'll say, obviously you're like, you know, it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. The climate is changing. Our storms yeah. are getting more severe. Like there's tangible evidence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's truth to it. But then why does it come with, you know, throwing fucking oil or paint on fucking the Mona Lisa to change, to change oh, the world? That, yeah, that Radicalization. That, that's just that's radical uh, behavior. Like extremists. Okay, yeah. I got it. And that's, yeah. it's useless. And, and I really think throwing oil or paint on the Mona Lisa yeah. is yeah, not like going to do anything. That but, it, but that's an extreme case of radicalization. Like I think radicalization is like... If you're looking at like conservatives, liberals, feminism, Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. all of these groups, LGBTQ+, whatever the fuck it is, mm-hmm. all these groups, right? And they, they just, the big one that confuses me, and I, I have, you know, I hate to be the guy who goes, I have friends that are gay, but I have, you know, friends that are part of the, the LGBT community, mm-hmm. then I have gay friends who are, they, they find it abhorrent, they hate it, they yeah. think it's ridiculous. Yeah, because at the end of the day, to me, it, the, it's just sexuality, right? Yeah. 100% is a part of you, but now it's like, it's your whole personality. Right. And that's yeah. that's, that's and sort of my question is finding like the balance between, okay, yeah, you know, gay people were prosecuted and faced like a whole shit ton of violence all the way up to even, I'm sure they still face it this still today, it, right? So, but where do you find the balance between fighting for your place in the world and now going and trying to displace other people so that you can take a place in the world? And, and that's what even at the beginning when, um, I was kind of saying when people are trying to make their point or, or, or uh, share their views, they're putting down the other right. side of it, right? Yeah, so, it always comes with an attack. It's like yeah, a double like, sword. And like, this yeah. is my view mm-hmm. on it, and there's no, like, I really think do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I know, I feel like, like it really doesn't g- matter. Like gay, like lesbian, uh, uh, bi, 
transgender um and, and there's more and yeah. i honestly can't keep up and it's not i'm not trying to you know yeah can't cancel me because i got nothing um, <laughs> but, but um just be you and just love who you love and shut up right Seriously. no no and i'm not yeah. i'm not even trying to be offensive like you keep continuously fighting and, and, and arguing is, is shedding light on it that I don't think... It's overcompensation. It's overcompensation. Yeah. Yeah, it's and like they're not fighting to be equal. They're fighting to be more. Yeah, but that's exactly. They're right. not. But where like, it's not just it's not just LGBTQ. No, it no, seems no, like everything. it's every it's sort of thing is now in this <clears throat> intersection, right? Where they've they've gone and they've achieved social justice yes. by by miles. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like the United States, for instance, that was one of the last countries we thought in like the you know progressive world that would allow for gay marriage. Well, that shit was that happened yeah. in 2015, mm-hmm. right? They, the the country. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't really know the details of like how it works with their states and stuff, but mm. by and large, you know, it's predominantly it's recognized and it's accepted. Yeah. Okay. So now you've achieved the justice. So what's next? What's yeah? What's that's and what that's more, the what why? more do you want? <clears throat> right. But where like, where does that? And it's again, it's not just we're just using LGBTQ as an yeah, example, yeah, but it's not just them. It's, no, it's, no, no. It's every. It seems like it's every group. Veganism has gone oh, next level, and that's like every. I don't believe so, in that. Well, I just hit that. Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, basically, like every topic that comes out that's a m- movement or whatever is, it's taken like this approach where mm-hmm. it just goes way too to be, far. It has to be extreme. Or else it's, it's like not effective. Yeah, it's all it's ah, like, yeah, all or nothing. Play, you know yeah. Where, like veganism, like yeah. if you eat meat, now you're you're like the worst person in the world. Yeah. yeah. So it's like why just be vegan? But that extremist, where does that stem from? Like, like <clears throat> think about it, and it's that's in terms of all yeah. of these topics. These. Veganism, veganism uh, you know, even BLM at one point, feminism, it, tons. Yeah, I think right? that goes back to like the, our culture as a society. We make it extreme and it's the sensitivity of... But we don't. No, no, not we. We don't. Like, but the, I feel like... And then the media brings it. Like right. They... That, and yeah. They... Um, what's the word? An- antagonize? Yeah, antagonize. Right? That's exactly yeah. I think they, yeah. they feed that and they feed that divide and... It's, yeah. I it's feel just, like yeah. I feel like this really does show, like it, it brings light to the the world that we do live in. That these people feel the need to be extreme because if they're not, they won't be heard. Yeah, you know what but I mean. What, that's what I want to know. Where I the just, fuck? Where the fuck did that come from? I have no no. Do you want to do you want to know my know. opinion? Honestly, like how Absolutely how it's done. Do. Yeah, I think that the media will bring the extreme ideologies from those points. Mm-hmm. To, to ignite those people that are actually victims. Mm-hmm. So they're victims. It's real of whatever topic. Mm-hmm. They're victims, right? But then they take it the next step and they victimize them. And that's what makes it radical. Yeah. Now you're making people, because look, look how everyone talks these days. Everyone's a victim of, and listen, everyone's Something. been through shit, but everyone's, everyone's a victim. Everyone's, oh, I had this, I, and depression. And, and, and it's, certain it's all people real. are not allowed to be victims. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, it's ignited. It's ignited through the media. The media comes on and says, it's okay for you to, to feel that extreme way, to come from that dark victim place and now uprise and basically act however the fuck you want. Revolution almost. It's like very revolutionary. Right. And you're, you're, you're bringing up all these victimized people yeah. and you're making people feel even more victimized, right? But, so veganism, you can ask, well, how, how does that one work? Well, you could say, oh, well, they've been poisoning meat. Meat leads to cancer and all these things. So now you're igniting all the people that 
had a loved one that died from cancer yeah. or because he had this diet, right? Mm-hmm. So then they go to extreme veg- veganism, right? So then I get a lot of phonies kind of in the mix. And then, so, you know, yeah, no. And, but that's, that's what I, I feel like we're at a point now where all of these things, <clears throat> you have a hyper-radicalization and this hypersensitivity to all these, these different groups. And like you said, Alex, there are real victims in all of these groups, mm-hmm. right? But there are also real victims in the groups you don't want to hear from, like the, the white man. Yeah. I have a lot of white men friends who go through a hell of a time and honestly a lot realer struggle than, than, than you know, I know like well, the yeah. gay person I'm particularly talking about, I know him from my, my old job and he, he, hates, he hates the whole LGBT thing right. because he exists. He's a married man. He's married to a doctor, you know. Him and his husband, talk- they, they that have was great the person life. I was referring to. You're talking about... Uh, yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah 32. He, yeah, he yeah. hates it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He hates it. He thinks it's a joke. And it's quite frankly, the way he paints it, you're like, absolutely. But yeah. he can also speak to it too from the perspective of being a white man. Right. And then being like, well, how come I have... I'm only allowed to speak to my problems if I enter it through the lens of being a gay man. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I don't want to use that as my identifier. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to hear what I have to say. Because yeah. we're not so a topic how, so of, where, I feel like it takes how, it how away from even that person. Yeah, it takes it away. Why do I have to come at you as a gay a man, specific type of person, for me to be heard. Like, yeah. you, I'm a human being. Exactly. Yeah. Like, people should just operate that way. Yeah. Human beings talking to human beings, have that respect and just you know what I mean. And to touch on both that, um, where like the, the extreme and stuff and yeah. victims and all that, it also comes from, you know, uh, influential people like Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Um, it's a little much. off topic, but it's they feed that anger and extremeness because, for example, uh, I think it was during COVID, he said something, if you're not vaccinated, <laughs> sorry, he goes, you're misogynistic. Oh, it's like vaccine shaming. Yeah. No, but quite you're enough, misogynistic for not being vaccinated. Yeah. That, yeah, there were and someone maybe even like fact-checking me. I remember seeing a video and he's like doing a speech and I was like, but that's why I think he's, what think are you talking about? Like you're, he was like going off yeah. and then that creates the people who follow him and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You then vaccine, going you to, hate, you hate black people or something. Yeah. Like yeah. Richard would be like, uh, wow, you're misogynistic. Yeah, exactly. Cause and, and you're like, you want me to die because you're not vaccinated oh, yeah. and you're misogynistic. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, yeah. Yeah, we got, we definitely got some, like uh, I definitely got some backlash from that. I'm curious too. Cause I feel like when, when people talk about this specific conversation and they talk about what's wrong with society and they talk about, the radicalization of all these groups and stuff. One of the things that kind of gets lost in the mix and the radicalization is, is a big part of this, the real victims of like real shit, mm-hmm. of like serious shit. Like yeah. everybody's, everybody goes through shit, but like real like systemic oppression and like, you know, those victims get like lost in the woodwork. Yeah. So like, what's the point of all of this? If the real people who are really suffering and for no other reason than someone else people. wants to control <laughs> their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point do they get the help that they they're so, that they want that they're they're screaming for? Mm-hmm. If we now stop listening to them and now we're listening to these wild and exaggerated versions of these crazy stories from all walks of life, and that's the only thing that we seem to give our attention to. When I go on TikTok, I hear all these stories and I see all these issues and stuff, and I think about it. You have to really kind of pull yourself out of it and go, "That's not a real issue. That doesn't matter at all." And like, yeah. if it is an issue, it's such a minute issue that it shouldn't be spoken about this loudly. Yeah. And like we even the social media. <laughs> Say again. I said we have very different TikToks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Rich. This guy's got like you know like political issues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I He's have just cats seen... wearing hats. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just some uh, stupid shit. What was I saying? Even like this. Man, hold on. 
lost the, the, Tell them. the amount of information yeah. of all that. And, you know, I was talking to my therapist, you know, hey, I got a therapist now. And he goes, social media is mm-hmm. so like, we were just talking about, you know, um, everybody has whatever. a voice kind of now, but he goes, we're not designed to be taking in this much information. Yes. But also the type of information, because if you notice TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you're doing, it's fast, right? Mm-hmm. You, every six seconds, you're, you're, you're absorbing different information mm-hmm. then it, but at, you know, deeper, okay. Sad news, happy, angry. Like you're seeing the whole spectrum of emotion in like five in, minutes, in five minutes. Yeah. like it's, yeah. you know, your for you page, if it was all sad, let's say it's exhausting. Okay. Honestly. It's one emotion. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're, you're processing, but people seeing a happy video, a savvy, angry, then uh, political and all this stuff, all that information, every second, your brain is constantly processing those different emotions. Yeah, it's different parts of your brain. And, and it actually yeah. really affects you because yeah. it's like, yeah. it's exhausting. In five minutes, I, yeah. I just saw 60 things that made me feel 60 different ways. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it, yeah. it's so bad for you. And I, I really think I everyone should. I got a question for you. Yeah. When you said like, you know, if it's all sad and you're like sad videos, why'd you look at me here? <laughs> You just like, <laughs> like, are your video sad? You said you had cats with hats. I mean, no, 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 I just. It's gotten better, but it's funny. It's like, it's like. I feel like I'm yelling in the mic. It's, Sorry. It's like, they, <laughs> no, it's like they fucking listen and they're like, oh, Richard's having a bad day. Let's yeah. just, let's just send him some garbage. Just <laughs> make him fucking, feel even worse yeah. about himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking, speaking about feeling worse about yourself, Matt, you and I were talking before we got the mics hot. Ooh. About self-esteem. Self-esteem, That's yeah. we're going to move this conversation. We're going to move that. that. Okay, okay. That we're we're going to go. We're, we're we'll go we'll frame it nicely. We'll frame it from a men's, men's health, men's mental health yeah. particularly point of view. Because that's a really big thing. A lot more people are talking about it. There's a lot of very unsettling facts mm-hmm. and figures that a lot of people see and know and recognize. Like, what is it? Suicide rate for the last yeah. century has been three to one mm-hmm. for men. Disgusting. Yeah. Men killed well, themselves at a rate of three to one. Yeah. That's, that's a wild Most, number. And it hasn't changed over the last century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll start this conversation off with... Uh, I don't know the percentage, yeah. but most men receive their first flowers yes. at their funeral. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, and that's uh, I think that's a great starter point. I think because, so. Because, yeah, it's... Uh, I'll buy you flowers, Matt. It's cr- I don't know. It's we're crazy. We're going to get personal. <laughs> I, like, that's just like, when I heard that fact, like, yeah. or someone just said it, I don't know. I think I saw it on TikTok. I don't know if I heard it through you guys. Or I don't know where. And I, I literally just sat. I was in my room, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Like... It's true. Usually yeah. the first, like, have for the most part. Have you ever got flowers? And I'm trying to think, and I've been thinking for a few days. Yeah. I don't know. Right. And it, whoever gave me flowers, if they did, I'm sorry that I don't remember, but I don't know. You don't remember? It probably means you didn't get any flowers. <laughs> I, I, I can confirm. I have no. never been given flowers. Given, have you ever been given flowers? I, I mean, Like no. congratulatory flowers and kind of, you know? Even no, prom. I, it, no, like I, I bought I, I bought my own fucking corsage or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah, that's called. I had to buy that myself, right? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. percent. Yeah. See, but this is like what we were talking about before. There has to be a healthy mix of you being a macho man, but there's also some areas where you, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I was talking about, but the increased emotional intelligence of yeah. men now who are more willing to like be in their feels and like communicate their feelings, yeah, especially yeah. to women who I feel like, you know, have been screaming feminism has been doing this right feminism has been overall about the equality of men and women men need to talk more men need to put their feelings out more but in practice 
in practice, the average woman, I would say, isn't that all that receptive to no, a man being no. that open. No. Because they, 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 they contradict themselves most of the time. They're, they're, you know, they want this big, tough, macho man. But then also at the same time, they're like, I want a guy who's emotionally intelligent, emotionally available. But then once they get that, it's like... Oh, he's a simp. He's kind of a bitch. Yeah. Like, but honestly, like, like it's, it's weakness. It's and like, if, how is that a weakness? You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? yeah. And if men really wanted to share their emotions every time they feel something, it would be constant. Yeah. Like that constant. woman would never exactly. be, hear the end of it because like there's a lot that goes on. And for women too, the, oh, as absolutely. a human being, yeah. a lot goes on through your day, your weeks, your, your months. And shit happens um, to all yeah. of us. But it's true. And I think... A lot of the men's issues that a lot of men are speaking up about, which is a good thing, but it's a good thing, but I feel like it's got the potential to turn into what everything else has turned into, where it can end up, yeah, it's, it's noble for now, and then it'll devolve into this mm-hmm. radicalized sort of thing that just erases all the progress made. Yeah, but men right now aren't the topic of discussion. We're not on, med- we're not on front pages. We're not, it's, it's not the hot topic right now. Right now, it's women. Right now, it's what... It's what they've been through. And yeah, there's women that stayed at home. They got abused. It was a terrible situation that's happened to, that's happened. To, to it, quite it's, a lot. It's yeah. real, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, okay, gender equality, right? That's like the big, you know, it's a big term getting thrown around. So gender equality. But in doing that, like I was saying before, you vi- they're victimizing the women so fucking bad right now that it's not, okay, let's bring the woman up to our level. No, 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 no. Let's fucking bring the woman up but let's trash the men yeah, bring in them doing down. that. Yeah, and that, right? that's the whole problem. That's, that's what it's, it is. It's so unproductive with every topic, not even just mm-hmm. uh, right. uh, gender equality, like just bringing the other side down or, or it's just, that's 100%. not going to get you that, far. Like true feminists do that. I feel like they're, they're, I forgot her name on TikTok, like people who are female advocates, but at the same time, the way that they do it, they speak like educated and they mm-hmm. don't ha- it's when you have whatever on your side like you know someone of an education it's like you don't have to go vicious and put other people down to prove yeah. your point the, the right? people f- screaming on the street like yeah like honestly robbing stores is not the feminists that that come out and they're like no no men got to do this this and this and women have to do this but we're better than this and that and the other and i'm like okay so if you are fighting for this equality right it was a huge thing when Russia and, and Ukraine popped off and there was everyone thought World War Three was going to happen, this, that, and the other. Oh, it's going to happen. Be, oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, being a person who serves myself, like, alongside with Goody, these women who are like, oh, no, 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 hold on a second. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a feminist, but, like, the men should be going to war. Hold on a second. You were fighting for equality, were you not? Mm. So what's the difference? Now, all of a sudden, it's, it's not sexist for a woman to stay at home and cook and clean and do whatever and, <laughs> and what happened you don't want to pick up a c7 with me and, and go, and go? <laughs> i don't understand like it, it's it how does that work yeah well that's you know? and that's the big question is sort of like it's it's cherry picking and and i find it's it, it's the exact same thing in all of these different movements and activist activist uh, groups it, it's cherry picking yeah. you're picking the issues that you want to hold on to that'll help yeah. you know progress your narrative and then electively ignoring the other issues that inherently come with these things that you've cherry picked, yeah. Yeah. right? So like you're looking at feminism. One of the things I'm fascinated about with feminism, first of all, I, if you wanted to call me anything, you would call me egalitarian, right? What's that? I believe egalitarian is sort of like everybody has a role to play in society. We all have a place here. We all Gender belong roles. here. And we all should be working together to you know, progress society, to okay. progress humanity. Yeah. Egalitarian is everybody gets a shot. I like that. Whether or not you can make something of it is 
not my problem, mm-hmm. but you should get but a you shot. have that, yeah. Right? Oh, it's like that, uh, oh my God. I saw this picture on Instagram one time. Mm-hmm. It was quality, and then, um, what's the other word? E- e- so there's a quality and equity. Equity. Yeah. It was like a short person with, I don't know. Standing on like a crate. Standing on a crate. Elevated to see over the, see, yeah. See, and then like a tall person, whatever. And a tall and person then, just, no And it was help. just, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that is yeah. exactly. Well, that's, and that's, that's equity. And I mean, it, it has its strengths. It's a good thing in some regards. And it's also a bad thing. It goes, you know, if you're giving out help to such disadvantaged people to elevate them to a level that, you know, a tall person is standing without any help. Mm-hmm. How is, is that really a, a fair society? Does that make sense? Yeah. Because now you're taking somebody who, you know, they weren't built to do that. They weren't built to be standing over the fence, looking into the ballpark. Mm. Right. Yeah. So why are we overcompensating to elevate them to be, it's, you know, like that, that old quote, they say Albert Einstein said, but he didn't actually, where you, you take a fish out of water and you tell it to climb a tree. It'll think it's stupid its whole life. Yeah. Because it's not built to do that. Exactly. That I feel like is what equality is. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, the monkey and the rhino and the fish should all be able to climb the tree. Rhinos. But, 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 but yeah, the rhinos. <laughs> but, but the rhino doesn't want to climb the tree. It's not built to climb a tree. Yeah. It, it, if anything, it should be knocking the tree down. So and the, the environment fish, that it's know? in is, can't yeah. thrive, right? Exactly. Like yeah. And I feel like there's a lack of recognition of that, right? But that's, that's what I mean by egalitarian. I think you all should get a shot. And if you make something of it, you make something of it. If you don't, you don't. And that's the end of it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We all have strengths, I think. Everybody, like, we're such a diverse species. We have all these colors, all these shapes and sizes and stuff. Like that evolution wouldn't have allowed that to happen if there wasn't a role yeah. for yeah. everybody. Right? Yeah. If it was like there's no role, we you wouldn't, wouldn't exist. We wouldn't be anywhere. Exactly. You wouldn't have come up. You wouldn't have even been in the equation. This wouldn't, there's nothing. Well, How do you, well, this yeah. is a whole different thing. This no, whole, no, you know, no, I'm not yeah. even, not the caveat, like the world, like building, yeah. like there's got to be rules. There's got to be structure. Exactly. There's got to be, and I think we're losing that. I think we're losing structure. I think so. And like by losing that structure, you lose it. <laughs> you know, collaborative effort in society yeah. where, where we, we used to be able to work together. I mean, look at human, humans. I think humans have existed as like scientifically defined human beings mm-hmm. for like close to a million years, like 800,000 years. Sorry. Yeah. You know it's funny? What? We move, you wanted to navigate the conversation and talk about men and like self-esteem. Yeah. We can talk about that after. Yeah. See how quick we just stopped that's, talking about it? That's the art of conversation, bro. I know. That's, that's crazy. it. But it's also like, damn, yeah. we still can't talk about when we want to talk about it. But that's it. We can bring it back. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Right back. I just realized. Well, one of the things we were talking well, about, I, I opened it up to talk about um, like self-esteem because you mentioned, you were like, you know, I'm still, like, you're, you're basically relearning who you are. Yeah. You like, I kind of so want to hear your thoughts. Oh, speak, what's wrong? Speak to that a little bit. Just reposition okay. the mic. Yeah. Sorry. Speak to that a little bit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Sorry, a couple. No, you're perfect. There you go. I'm you're, good. You're perfect, Matt. You're beautiful. I am perfect. No. Uh, like fantastic. <laughs> definitely relearning myself. Um, where do you feel I like th- you lost yourself? Where? Like at what point and like what was Ooh. happening? Do you feel like you've lost yourself? Did you ask that? Or well, there's a good question. Just that's assuming a, that you lost a better, yourself. Well, no, he mentioned it before, but that's oh, a good okay, question okay. to start opening up. I do. Yeah. And I won't really go into detail why. Yeah. I just do. I do feel like I lost myself. I do feel like. Where was I? Oh my god! I was getting yeah, no a it's tattoo. Fine. Yeah, and uh, my tattoo artist. We're talking about oh, what do you want on the the other side? Right, and I'm like I don't know. He goes, well, what do you like? I looked at him. I'm like, I don't know. Wow. And I I couldn't. He goes like, what what what's your hobby? What? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a hobby besides, I work out. I I. I go to work yeah. and I go to the, oh, I already said that. 
The gym. Uh, the gym. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> work gym. Work gym. Sleep. Um, <laughs> golf in the summers. Right. I love golfing. Is that a hobby? Maybe. Yeah, that counts as a hobby. Yeah. I'd say. Uh, I don't know. Get to do it all year round, right? No. Yeah. Um. I really. Yeah, and and you know, I feel like the self-esteem. Like I, we were talking about it before yeah. when we were just having a, you know a coffee and whatever. Um, yeah, I feel like I lost confidence. I don't have confidence. So what do you feel like you need to get that back? Or do you, are you, are you sort of like I'm in that st- zone I'm, of like I, relearning? I, I, what yeah, yeah, I don't know. But see, yeah. you're not the only one that feels like that. Like yeah. Yeah, you guys, yeah. guys, no, in, for sure. guys in society right now are all feeling a very similar thing. Yeah. What, and then where do you, I fit in the world? Exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. You, you know, we, we outsource, we start looking for ways and methods. And then someone like Andrew Tate comes up, tells, you know, starts putting in your head, okay, go to the gym, cold showers, meditate. You know what I mean? Do you build a business, focus on money to do those things, to like build yourself up. Right. And then he gets fucking crumbled. Yeah. He just gets thrown. That's it. He's gone. Right. Not that he's someone to like look up to, but yeah, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. someone that, that carries himself with a lot of confidence. Yeah. He was an example of that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to call him misogynistic, whatever, this is about just now self care for men. Yeah. He's the product right? of having yeah. high so self-esteem. He shared his, his beliefs on that, right? He also shared some other opinions that, you know, got probably took in the wrong way mm-hmm. or, you know, he, affected some people. And Do you guys you know, think there's a balance in there somewhere between sort of having a bit of a shaky ground of self-esteem and, and then being very confident and overly confident yeah, in everything? Yeah, de- I think yeah, people who are overly... Be, you can't be always one thing right? yeah <clears throat> remember that that video i was showing him it was this guy and he was explaining how his therapist and he he went and he's like i hate how my emotions are always up and down i'll have a really good day and then i'll have a really shit day and his uh and his therapist was saying something along the lines of like you got to take your life like your heartbeat and not mm-hmm. on a monitor if you don't have those highs and lows and you're just plateaued and in, in that whatever you're basically dead you're, you're basically dead. dead well you flatline it's like a fucking robot right? Right? so because yeah. he's like i want to feel like just that level and i want to be oh, all the dead. time and he was saying like for sure heartbeat right if you don't have those up and downs buddy you're you're dead yeah you know, yeah. You know what i mean yeah. Might as well be. and you know I, f- I am confident in like certain aspects of, course. of my life obviously like i'm not walking you're, you're around like 25 years old yeah like, like, I, like oh, I don't know who i am at all no exactly yeah. right like i work like yeah i'm i'll go into any situation obviously you know learning every day but so you, so you know that you have your strong seats you know I, you yeah this, you know I, yeah i'm very strength. self-aware yeah okay that's a big yeah, one i am very self-aware yeah um most for the most part obviously yeah. everyone's you know perfect but uh, i think a lot of people I, honestly you the fact that you even use the word self-awareness a lot of people don't even know to do that mm-hmm. yeah like think about it like how many times a day do you have a conversation with somebody that you might even be a little bit close with then they, they just they, they lack self-awareness yeah. they've never ever looked inside mm-hmm. yeah right? you gotta self-reflect and you gotta you i don't know and i feel like sometimes i maybe even do that too much so well where it kind of like ask you is like what does that look like to you right now especially yeah. now that you're saying you're having like self-esteem issues and stuff. Yeah. What does self-reflection look like to you? Met- metacognition or, or introspection. Those like are all what? words you could use for it. Sorry. When, when, few, you're, when, you're, when you're sitting, say you. you're, you're sitting at home, your you're chilling, you're, yeah. I don't know, playing video games or whatever, you're meal prepping for the week or something and you, maybe you can find That's yourself, what I got to get back to, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, me too. My mom cooks. So <laughs> I just, you But know. you find yourself going, you kind of fall into that slum a little bit, you know? Yeah. And you're like aware of it and you're thinking about it. What do, you, what do you do to pull yourself out of it? Or do you just kind of live in that moment? Um, 
a tough one. That's a tough one. I but the, I got you know what? I, I kind of just, it's part of also my problem. Like, A, I think I should just, you know, maybe start talking about it. Yeah. Right. Um, get out of that slump. Go to the gym. I go for drives. Um, do you, and do, you, do you have an outlet? Like, do you, do you have like your people that you can kind of go to and talk about this stuff? Or do you just find that like, it's a lot of um, sort of dealing with yeah. it on your own? So I, I do have, I do have people around me that I can. And, yeah. uh, you know, sitting in the room yeah, sure. right now, um, obviously, uh, my family, my brother, my mom, my dad, mm-hmm. um, the problem is, and this is a lot of the reason, you know, why I'm even talking to someone. I don't talk about it. Right. I don't allow myself to why? use, <clears throat> utilize my outlets. Why? Confidence. Confidence. <laughs> I don't know. No, but, uh. It's just, I don't know how to, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to open up. Yeah. And when I do, Rich knows, you know, if there's an issue that I've had with him over our 13 years of friendship, um, once I, I, I let it go, I, yeah, I it's a floodgate, right? Open. Cause it's, it's, it's just, just you hold on to it until I hold on to it. And right. yeah. And my mom, when I was growing up, obviously she knows me, yeah. um, uh, better than anyone. She, she's always and she did and she helped me like tremendously growing up but um always knew that like that's my issue like i would stay silent mm-hmm. about like a lot of just things and then for a dear life blow, until you can't. Yeah. yeah then blow up so what did that look like for you is it like a, a fit of rage what is it like like um crying? It used to, what does it look like crying um rage yeah i feel like i haven't really been angry a lot lately like right. rage rage yeah. more calmer and sadder <laughs> So like I'll cry more, but if I'm mad, like I'll, of course, you know, I, I, you know, it's not healthy, but I yell. Um, So what do you do for like healthy outlets of this? Or do you not have any right now? I go to the gym. Yeah, that that works. Yeah. Right. Um, But obviously that's not going to be a cure-all for everything. Yeah. And I started therapy. So I feel like that's a healthy um, outlet and that's a, you know, step towards you. Like, obviously this is something that affects everybody. Different Get closer to the mic, Rich. But I mean, for Close you, like mic. Rich, you, do you find you <laughs> do you find you uh, you've ever had <clears throat> issues like even recently? Oh yeah, big with, like, self esteem and confidence and stuff. Well, yeah, you yeah. just opened a business uh, and stuff. I'm sure absolutely. it's been shaky. Um, it's weird. The the business side of it is probably like one of the only aspects of my life where I do feel 100 percent like confident. That's interesting. Yeah, it's 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 crazy to to most people who know me or know of me. I they know me as confident. Most of the time, it's a fucking facade. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, you just put up a brave face. But, uh, yeah, no. So it's that, hard to find those. In like, those private moments, when you don't have the brave face on, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Like, when you're in your fields and you're trying to, like, navigate and figure out who the hell you are, how, what is your stance on X, Y, and Z? Like, what does that look like for you? It's, <clears throat> I don't even know how to describe. I've, I've been into some pretty dark places. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of just like a sitting in silence. I don't. I don't tend to let myself get into those places. Haven't been there. Do you distract yourself, or do you just yeah, it's, elect it's, not to think yeah, about it's, it? Yeah, it's it's like I, I distract myself. It, the winter's always harder because my my outlet is it's my motorcycle. Yeah, that's that's my that's my everything. You know what I mean? In the summer, you know, went through some stuff with some people, and having my motorcycle, I don't know where I'd be without it. Right. I honestly don't. You know, a lot of the times, like. Uh, it, Therapy's pretty expensive, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's not accessible to everybody. Exactly, right? And uh, so having that as an outlet is, is it's, it's unreal. It's, it's kind of like 
there's a there's a TikTok sound that goes around. It's like it's just muffled of thousands of voices. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you see this guy, he's walking towards his bike, and all you hear is whatever. As soon as he puts his helmet on, fucks off. Gone. Right? And it's like, uh, it's just an unreal feeling. When it's, I'm on my bike, it's just... Would no you call way. that like escapism? 100% I would. So, so you're not actually like taking on it's, your shit it's head on. It's not that you... It's, yeah, I, I, want, I, I feel like you, you kind of need to address your issues more than you do. Because I don't it, think it, you're... It's not 100% that like escape. Because while being on the motorcycle, it's like no one's around me. I can fucking yell whatever in my helmet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I do can you? talk... To, 100% I talk to yeah, myself. Yeah. Because if I don't say it out loud... It gets all fucked up in my head. Right. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if I don't say it out loud, and obviously if I were to do that, like if I had an open face helmet and I'm just fucking talking there, people are like, yo, this <laughs> yo, guy is... Get him off the bike. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get him off the bike. But, so yeah, it's not like a, an escape. It does help me work through my problems. As yeah, but I'm saying like... I look. Yeah. I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in my helmet, and I'm thinking, okay, so, what the fuck just happened? Why did this happen? Why was your response this? Let's do it. So and you're I'm not, talking you're not doing this with other people, per se, because you're just saying you're wearing a full face mask, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you're hiding it's to do this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you're working through this by yourself. You don't, think you're, you don't think your own perspectives on certain issues are, might be oh, damaging? Absolutely, it's damaging, but it's, it's like, I feel like my issues, although big to me... Yeah. are small to others. See? And that's I think that's the problem. Exactly the 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 that is the main cause of silence in most men. Yeah. yeah. It's and it, and exactly it sucks that. It's not small. Yeah. It's, no, no, it's I, not small. Like listen, it's it's pretty average. But the, but the reality <laughs> is small. look the facts and figures the facts and figures say this, right? Men kill themselves 3 to 1. So if you're we're losing 75% of suicides are men. And they would probably have all said, if you could gather them in this room right now, they would have said exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't say anything to other people because my problem seems small compared to them. Yeah. And then it takes their life. So really, was it that small? No, absolutely not. Right. I mean, well, think about it because it's, like I said before, it's not a to- we're not a topic of discussion. Yeah. We're not addressed. It's, we're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. The society, the reality is people don't give a fuck about men, right? If you're not doing well or if you're not taking care of yourself, no one's going to save you. Yeah. No one's going to come save you. You so, got to take care of yourself. That, it's a lot of pressure. That's really what it is, I think, for uh, yeah, men. I agree it's pressure from women. It's pressure from society, right? Thank you, sir. So, and obviously pressure from ourselves. Like you're hearing from like Rich and Matt. Yeah, they're examples yeah but where does that like, come from? It's yeah, not. Yeah, you know I mean? It's, it's in yourselves, but that came from somewhere. You, but in a manner that, speaking, you, you bully yourself into like your own little private corner to kind of like deal with your shit. But yeah. how much of your shit do you actually get to deal with in that setting? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's, like realistically, Rich, like you talk, you talk about going on your bike and you're wearing your helmet and you, know, you can yell and scream and mm-hmm. talk to yourself and whatever. When you, when you come home from that ride, do you feel like anything is resolved? 100%. Or do you just feel like you just got it out? No, I, it's a mix. But no, mm. I do feel better. I feel like there's a, like a weight a lifted. But I think, yeah. <clears throat> honestly, because I'm, I've always said this, I'm not your yes man. and never mm. will be. I think that's a Band-Aid solution. Uh, yeah, that's what I think. Right? It is. Yeah, for sure. But, but you need to recognize, self-reflect mm. on, that, yeah. on that, and actually get real outlets a real help yeah. whatever that looks like yeah so so for some people like you're saying you're going to a therapist now if you go to a therapist and you start remember how we were talking about energy levels one day you're feeling happy one day you mm-hmm. feel sad and you said well if you're 
stagnated in the middle. If you're steady in the middle and you're not moving, then that's unnormal. Now I feel like, the, you know, the, the requirements to like get anti, anti, something like antidepressants, right? Like I, I can't really speak on it too much, but I feel like it's just, it's, a, it's an easier thing now to get. So if you go to your family doctor, you go to a therapist and now oh, yeah. you explain how you're feeling. They well, just throw you pills. Everyone feels a certain yeah. way. Now it's okay. There's antidepressants. There's, um, you know, you got anxiety. There's pills yeah. for that. There's pills for this, right? There's all these band-aids, yeah. right? And yeah, therapists can help. I think a good therapist, like you won't return yeah. after six I, months. That's a good therapist. Yeah. Not therapist one that you've been seeing. sessions and be done yeah. with you. Not one yeah. you've been seeing for four years. Yeah. And, but there's also like, you know, reoccurring issues that come up. Yeah. You need to but there's also back. therapy sure. that you can just constantly go to where it's not like if you're constantly trying to fix your one issue yeah that's a bad therapist yeah but people have therapists where right once a month once every quarter whatever yeah. just yeah it's good to clear your head just talk yeah and, right. and because you still have day-to-day stuff like even right. um with work go to a, a a work therapist or like if you own a business a business coach or right with you know me and my brother have talked about that my dad's on us and he wants us to go to a, a business coach so therapy to you is more than just like lying on a couch telling some random doctor your problems it's like you you're, you're talking about like tailor-made solutions it could be. yeah yeah for sure so you're, you're you're really actually seeking to fix shit i of course because yeah i need to right of course i do do you um, do you feel like well you you just started on this yeah which is awesome and i'm just like, getting I'm, familiar with therapy. yeah like, it's super amazing congratulations you know? man honestly yeah. it's a great thing but like are you aware at least of like potentially overcompensating overcorrecting overfixing getting so you said you, you spend a lot of time in your own head yeah do you feel like you could get to a point where yeah you worked your own shit and then now you know it feels so good to get it out that you're just kind of there because you're almost like addicted to fixing shit i don't know you're not there yet, eh? I'm not there yet because mm. it's just, it was, it's been about a month and a half. Yeah, so yeah, you're very early it, into so. it. Yeah. Very early. Um, and I, if I know myself, yeah. I, I'll be self-aware enough to know, okay, now I'm kind of just... Time to, time to, time do, to, time to take yeah. off the training wheels. Yeah. yeah, but I think then you can even move, like I said, like a business coach or whatever. There's different types of therapy where I think it's just healthy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Rich? <coughs> I kind of stepped out. I, what, what was the question? No, I'm just saying, like, well, you, you, I don't know. You obviously sound like you're in even earlier stages of like self development, self reflection, and fixing your shit. But do you, do you, if, if I were to say to you, okay, someone who goes to the therapist, they've been going, like Alex said, every, like for four years, mm-hmm. like once a week for four years, do you feel like there's a point where you have to, you have to let go of, the, of that support and yeah. sort of take it on your own? Uh, absolutely, because I think that. Uh, I have nothing against therapy. Never been to therapy. Right. Maybe that's the reason I, I I don't have in, like many opinions on it. But I feel like like Alex said, if you're there for four or five years, mm-hmm. it's less so of help and it's just a safety blanket kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, escapism in a manner of speaking. You're turning it into escapism. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I, I it's I, I've I've never really experienced it like with. With therapy, I don't really have much to say on it. So I, I have I have a real question for you then, because Matt's doing the work. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah, Matt's, we've Matt's discovered. Been taking the hit, and, I, and, and I'm kind of happy about that. When this, show, <laughs> when this show is over, yeah, is, is that something you're going to sit down with, maybe and reflect on a little bit, like what you might feel like you need to do to deal with the shit that you maybe avoid or or escape from? 
It's a, it's a topic that that kind of scares me. So like you know what I mean. Oh, one hundred percent. It's all it's getting real real today, eh? No, 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 it does. It does. Yes, sir. It scares you. That's that's like if anyone asks you and they say like, oh, so what's your problem? How do you want to deal with your issues or whatever? It gets real real fast. Yeah. And you're like, hold on a second, I'm not even fucking ready to deal with this right now. Have you ever done that before though? Have you ever found yourself having to be like? There's a raging fire in my life, and I have to put it out, or it will destroy everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I'm embarrassed to say that. Like, most of the time, it, it does have to do with, like, a relationship. Right. You know what I mean? That. So that's what you would, you'd classify that as your weak spot, maybe? 100%. So when's the last time you were in, like, a serious relationship? About a year ago. And it has nothing since. Is there any desire to? To, to? Yes and no. Because it's like, the yes is like, I want to be in a relationship because like everyone longs for that. that companionship. That, exactly, that right. companionship, that yeah. love, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't want to just be handing it out and just, because it's, it's not as meaningful. So it's, this is just like a sacred thing for you. <clears throat> well, yeah, because I feel like if you don't have that kind of connection, especially in this garbage world we live in of hookup culture and, and all this bullshit, and I, I don't really believe in that, like, you know. Yeah. Guys out here with just meaningless this, that, and the other. I'm, I'm not really about that. Right. And, uh, yeah, no, it's definitely a weak spot for me. I'm always the guy who kind of okay, so if I were to too hard and then gets fucked. Ah, uh, you're that guy. <laughs> oh, so 100%. Then if I were to ask you, okay, what do you feel like you need to do in terms of the work to get yourself into more, like, healthier mindset going into a relationship? What, do you, what would you say that looks like? What, what, what is that? For you, we're doing therapy right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I, first of all, I'm fucking severely hungover, and we're going into some deep talk. I thought we were going to talk about John Jones, fucking. You know the best cure for, uh, for hangover is, is just drink night. more. That's what they say. Yeah. God. Who? John Who? Jones. John Jones. No, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> fucking out. Did anybody watch that last time? I no, didn't. I didn't watch. I don't watch UFC. You don't watch UFC? No, I just know McGregor. No, we're not. We're not going into the UFC topic. We're we're sticking here. Yeah, yeah, we're, right, staying, we're staying here. here. There's Matt. See, I'm the host right. now, guys. No, no escaping. There's no escape. There's no escaping. There's no escape. No avoiding it. So, what do you think, Rich? Do you have to do to get to that healthier place? Because how? How? Let's be real. Do you feel like by not being there, by not doing the work, that good women are passing you by? Hmm. That's the thing. I. I it might sound very bad, but I think there's very few good women left. Ah, but they're yeah. there. They're there. It's just they're hard to find, and then there's always little issues. And if you find them, are you ready? Fuck yeah. You think so? Fuck yeah, I'm ready. Like, the, see, that's the thing. It's, it's not about, like, if something's worth it, it's worth it. It doesn't matter timing. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. are you willing to fall in love tomorrow? Fuck yeah. That's an interesting because perspective. if I'm at that place where this, this person has changed me so much that I do fall in love, why wouldn't you be a part of that? Yeah, listen, but then don't you find yourself in a territory of relying on somebody else for your own no, happiness? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or something, you know absolutely. What I mean? it, does, it does get to a certain point. But I, I feel like I have healed in that way because I did come from a super, super long-term relationship at a young age. And then at, there was a big break in between where I was literally by myself. And I feel like everyone needs that because if, you don't know who you are outside of a relationship. Yeah, you don't know anything. I say that all the time. You can't be happy with one. You can't be happy with two if you're not happy with one because two Absolutely. is, is yeah. literally two mm-hmm. ones, right? So like, you know, there's yeah. there's there's people who have, you know, they're in relationships at such a young age, and then they break up, and it's like you're lost. You know what I mean? Which is normal because you, yeah. you grew up with someone. 
But or even any long term like, relationship where you go through a transition in your like a stage of life. Mm-hmm. Like say somebody they get together at twenty one and then they, they get married even whatever, and then they're divorced by forty one. I mean that's a twenty year window oh, of yeah. your whole life and then what are you supposed to do after that? Yeah, it's like you kinda you're just like left in the dark. And, and that person's permanently in your, your life's history. They will always have a place in your heart. And I think that that's that's my biggest issue when it comes to like the few girls that I've been with. Yeah. The the, the part of like letting go <clears throat> never clicked in my head because if you got to that point in my life where you were not a girlfriend, you were family. I'm, yeah. I'm Italian and in my culture, family is everything. It's a big thing, yeah. So to, I, I don't deal with losing family well. Well, right? it's a so grief. You when, grieve. It's like, it's, exactly. like, it's like someone dying almost. Like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and that's why I've, it, that's where it gets kind of messy for me because yeah. it, it doesn't click in my head. It's like, hold on a second. If you were no different than a loved one in my family, blood, and you're just gone now. You yeah. went from all that to fucking strangers. It really doesn't click, and See, it really fucks with me. I'm similar to you in mm-hmm. the sense, it's, it's almost like, you know what? Yeah, this is what I'm going to be, I'm going to be investing in. Fuck it, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work, you, you almost feel like you lose a part of yourself. Absolutely. So you said the last time that happened to mm-hmm. you was like a, a, over a year ago, I guess, right? Yeah, took a, took a big hit still. But do you, do you feel like you're, if, if the opportunity presented itself now, like you had a good girl walk through the door right now, you know, you hit it off. Would you be willing to go in, all in again now? Or are you I, more guarded still? 100% I'm more guarded. And it actually happened. I'm not going to name any names. But <clears throat> after that long-term relationship, yeah. a good girl did come through. Right. And I was so fucking guarded, man, that I kind of blew your fingers? it. Yeah. it slipped through my fingers. Right. Was that I ended up being with the girl for, you know, like eight, nine months or whatever. And, and I didn't realize, I kept telling myself, no, no, this is just this. This is nothing more. You can't do this again. You're going to get fucked. You show your emotions, you're going to get fucked. Mm. And I and it was self-sabotage because I did have a nice. good one in my hands right. and I fucked it up. So then it's even more of a like an issue. I'm like, hold on a second. You get a good girl, you fuck it up. Then another one comes along, but you're too stupid to realize because you're on your own fucking head. You're not seeing these patterns, though? You know why you fucked it up? Oh, 100% I am. It's just in the moment, it's like I'm fucking blind. It's like I have no idea. But you got to look at it from a different perspective, too. Like, you're looking at it from, okay, I fucked it up. I I let it, you know, walk by, right? But, you know, maybe in your life right now... That, that's just not what it was meant to be. You know what I mean? Not to sound corny, but, you know, people say everything happens for a reason, all that shit, right? Um, you know, you, you'll learn from that, mm-hmm. right? So that happened to you. Now, if you, because you will experience that again. Oh, yeah. So now, because you Thanks, went Alex. through that, you learned through that, right? <laughs> I Thanks, think man. it will. I mean, Thanks, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you will be going through another heartbreak. You will. No, no, no. You, you will. will. <laughs> I, no, I'm saying Thanks. you will find, so you're, you're going to find that, that person again that you're, yeah, yeah. you know, that good girl. Right? Yeah, I don't know, hundred percent. But I'm, now I'm, you're gonna treat it different from how you did exactly. before. Exactly. That's why, like, that. I look. I look at them, although they hurt. I look at them as learning experiences because they they do get better. You right. know what I mean? Right. After like you know, the first time around, I thought my life was fucking over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, someone else came in, kind of made me believe in love again. Let's say. Right. And yeah. that was something that really fucking changed me because I never thought like I thought there was one person. And that's it. You fuck it up. You're done. Right. But Interesting. That's, that's so what, what, why do you, what, well, oh, we're going back to that one. Cause you, you had a point I wanted to hear when he was talking about the self-sabotage thing. Mm-hmm. And you said, you know why that happens? I want to know what, what your thoughts are on that. See that. He was, he was talking about self-sabotage. Yeah. And then you said, do you want to know why that happens? And then we never got to it. So I'd want to hear what your thoughts are on that. Oh, I don't even, wow. Now yeah. I forgot. <laughs> that that I was, I, was I asking him? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, I think I was just asking, um, is he, does he know why it keeps getting fucked up? Oh, it was a question. Yeah. Yeah. So do you? Every, every, every situation has been different. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's different, right? Yeah. For sure. It's never, it's never the same. Like, yeah. like my last real relationship, I, I didn't, I didn't really, it wasn't that I did something. Nobody cheated. Nobody lied. It was anything like that. Um, you just stopped feeling right. It or, wasn't me. It was her. Oh, yeah. So, so you, you weren't ready to let go and then she was? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a shitty feeling. Absolutely not, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like when, when two people are together, the person who breaks up with that person, they broke up with you in their head eight months ago. Yeah, that's the thing. They do the you healing while Yeah. And you get to build up the courage to go you and break I mean? someone's heart. Because like, it, unless you're a sociopath, you know, so <laughs> obviously you feel it. You feel guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but feel, at, at hmm. the end of the day, you're still not wrong for doing that. Like I... Because it, it does take courage to break up with someone, you know what I mean? It's, it's not, a real level of honesty. Guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, if you're not feeling it anymore, you're not fucking feeling it. You know, you can't blame yourself for that. But yeah. no, yeah, every every situation was different. And but I do know that new faults of mine, yeah, were brought up in every single one of them. So that's and the I thing. have worked. You worked on, on those one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. But For a while there, it sounded like you were like, oh, there's a problem. Let me go on my motorcycle and run away. Like, no, no, no. Yes and no. Yes. Yeah, that's what he does. 100%. You, you enjoy yourself on the motorcycle. Yeah. There was a, there was a, I forget his name. He was a, he was an artist. He was a lot bigger back in the day. He is, uh, he went through a tragic time in his life. I think his wife and his daughter passed away at the same Neil time. Neil Right, yeah. Yep. And, Rest um, he, uh, he, he wrote a book about how he Damn. bought a motorcycle and traveled across the States and how it saved his life because yeah. he was yep. actually, I read that, I read that through. memoir in, uh, when right. I was in college. Yeah. He yeah. He's obviously going long. through yeah, brain a cancer, fucking right? brutal yeah. time yeah. in his life. And can you imagine? Yeah. Like, and like, it saved his life. I mean, I can imagine. Right. It's, Cause listen, I've never ridden a motorcycle, <clears> but, but he's I, a musician sure though. And you have music as an outlet to like outpour yeah, yeah. that stuff. Like you're not a musician, you know, you're a business well, owner. It's not like you can pour out your heart and soul in terms of like the shit you go through into this place because yeah, there's an image you have you to upkeep. Can't make coffee any better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a sad coffee. You this know what I mean? This is a sad one. <laughs> Coffee's coffee. Yeah. Yeah, no, but like, see, yeah. not, none of you ride here, right? No. So that's why it's, it's a little bit harder for me to... To explain that feeling, but like, but I go for drives. You go for drives, like right? It's long it's, it's drives, no yeah. different. Like, Similar, yeah. while I was going through one of the hardest times in my life, I, I didn't have a motorcycle at the time. I was in between bikes. My bike, my original bike, had broken down. Then this hit, and I was like, "Holy fuck! I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen." And I ended up getting a motorcycle through my dad's friend. And this guy, it's crazy. He's, he's a family friend of ours, and I've known him forever. Yeah. And it's crazy that he has no fucking idea that by him just saying, oh, Rich, you need a bike? Come to the house, pick up the, uh, like the life thousand. And yeah, just go. You can take it for however long. Yeah. He didn't fucking realize what that guy, like what he did for me then. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was just there, and I was like, oh, yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. In reality, the guy fucking saved my life, man. You like, don't think he, he's aware of it at all? Absolutely not. He mm. thought like I was just a young guy who likes to ride and I was in between motorcycles and all my friends were on motorcycles and I just wanted right. to be there, right? So you don't think right. he maybe went through something like that around your age and then when you get to his age, you might find yourself in a situation like he that? He maybe did. Oh, Family really, friend, really a young hope, man comes in, you know that that's the lifeline. I really mm. hope that I do. I really hope that I get to return that fucking favor. favor? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 100% because it's a, it's a whole different feeling being on the bike because it's like a mixture of... Fuck, I can die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it gets your like adrenaline pumping. Right. But at the same time, it's relaxing. You're by yourself. You just zone out and you're able to really process your thoughts. Because I think it's 
to me, it's dangerous to stay at home by yourself, like just to sit in my room. Dangerous. So, like, but but I think Matt's the opposite of you, where, where obviously processing thoughts means going out to another person to get a different point of view on it, mm-hmm. to kind of ground yourself. Yours is... Well, I'm just learning that. Well, fair enough. Like, fair enough. I'd, that's very new to me. Wait, and I'm still not doing it to the where I want, obviously. I, I could say um, the exact same thing. I, I, really I keep yeah. it a lot inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I'm just talking about like what I'm working on. Right. So like that's a, it's a work in progress. Of right? course. Right. And it, it honestly will never not be right. Yeah. But you, you have a different approach and not to say that there's a right or wrong. No. Obviously, I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to understand. Everyone has their yours, own. Yours is, is more private. That's the thing. Cause I, I strongly believe that in, in my own scenarios, m- the shit that I go through is not the shit that Matt goes through yeah. or you go through. Of course. So at the end of the day, I know if I were to really process something, at the end of the day, I know what's best for me. Right. Or I think I know what's you best for me. You think you know, yeah. Right? Sometimes, so, sometimes you could be wrong. You could be uh, wrong about yourself. Of course you can. Right? Of course you can. Yeah. But it's not like I'm in a crazy state of mind where like I'm going to do something stupid to Reckless, myself. Reckless, yeah. When I, when I do get into these like, you know, deep thoughts of my own and like self-reflection and whatever, I know that my best intentions are for me. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I can be rational. Right? Of course. I think I a just, lot of, a lot I, of I men trust myself can, can do that. More than anyone. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. You have to. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. it's like you, you lost your sense of self yeah. kind of thing, right? And I'm not saying that relying on a, a therapist or, or having people to talk to you is the wrong way. It's absolutely mm-hmm. not. It's worked for people. It, it's, it's proven. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying like just with, for me, it's just I feel like I know what's best for me or I feel like I know what's best for me. And it, I, if I, I have to trust myself. And that's what... So you, you, you so that's, I guess, self-esteem. <clears throat> you, you do trust yourself. Absolutely. To counsel yourself through those days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I guess you, on the other hand, uh, not every day you trust yourself. Yeah, I do. Days. Listen, in my life, I, I, I trust my instincts. I trust my... my uh, mm-hmm. um, like thought process. Thought process, mm-hmm. my decision-making. Mm-hmm. I, I, know, look, I know who I am, and I, I know I've made many right decisions. Right. Um, Obviously, many wrong as well. Ooh, like, you know, we're has. human. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm perfect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you guys. I don't know. Pretty yeah. Good. What was the original question? Like, trust myself? Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. And like, trust yourself to, well, trust yourself to get through those, like those thoughts, those, when you find yourself really in your head and like your self-confidence is going down, 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 down. And as the word you said, almost like yeah. self-sabotage. Yeah. Like, can you recognize when it's enough of your own head and it's time to go to someone else to, to kind of bury this? Again, learning that. Right. Because me not <clears throat> recognizing, okay, now it's time to get out of, you know, your own head has, you know, um, hurt people. Of course. Right? That's the, the biggest so, thing is that, that that tends to hurt other people. Yeah. Have you ever found yourself in that situation where your own self-reflection, because you, you do it privately. Mm-hmm. Have you found it to ever kind of I guess in self-sabotage, you mentioned that's probably where it is. It hurts other people. Absolutely, it does. And it sucks, but... Does it happen more often than not? I wouldn't say more often than not. I think it's, a, it's more of a rare occasion, but when it does happen, it is big. Really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the one that I was, I was with, like, during... I'm sure she had a different... You know, she was probably like, oh, this is going towards something and, and it's it's moving in a good direction. And I just kind of dipped. You know what I mean? Did, I you, got, did the commitment scare you or was it like your own self? Yeah, you weren't it's, it's kind of like it, it got to a point where I was just convincing myself 
that this wasn't what it actually was, right? Because hadn't right. come from a, a serious relationship. I thought this was just a casual thing, right? And then I slowly started to realize that fucking eight months later, I was like, this isn't a casual thing. Like we're doing stuff that is, is not a casual hookup yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. And, it, and it scared me because I felt myself opening up to her and I was like, I don't like that because the last time I did, I really got fucked. It, yeah, it burned you. Like, it, it burnt me pretty fucking bad, right? And I got like, I'm terrified of that. Like, mm-hmm. I was terrified. But it didn't end up hurting her because I didn't even... It's like I didn't even give her an opportunity to make her case. I just kind of... I was like, you, no, it was, no. you already had your mind made up by that point. I had my mind made up. Yeah. I regretted the decision shortly after. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's, like, that's you know, it, that's, that's just the way it is, right? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do find that, like, if my self-reflection it's like i it's there's no heads up given and i do end up i've hurt people in the past and it and it does stick with me and bother me but i also am com- like from the complete opposite where you got to be a little selfish sometimes you know what i mean you got to yeah. put yourself first no matter if you have to hurt someone right like it's it's like if you're in a relationship and you're unhappy you're not doing anyone un- like any favors. If yeah. you're unhappy for yourself, I know it's selfish, but fucking do you and put yourself first. Right. You can't think about the repercussions and, oh, I'm going to affect her and her family and this and that and the other because it's not worth it. You yeah. have to be a little selfish and be true to you. Because right. if you're not, what's going on? Right. right? Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I see what you mean, though. That is scary. Like, it can be. Terrifying. But, okay, so say... say you know, Miss Wright walks through the door right now. Mm-hmm. You know, you hit it off. Things are going well. Are you in that place in your life right now where you could, like, invest in a long-term? Yeah. And, and this is the thing. I'm a strong believer in no matter how strong-minded you are, your heart and your brain, two different things. Two different things. They work against each other mm-hmm. and simultaneously without any cooperation. Right. Now, with my, my, my ex... She came at a time out of fucking nowhere. I was still devastated about whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nope, love doesn't exist. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. No matter how many times I told myself, I was like, I'm not doing this again. I, my heart made the decision for me. I was like, no, 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 no. This one is it. And that's what happened. It's like, I fell like flat on my ass and I was like, holy fuck. I didn't even realize. So it's like, you don't even choose. You don't even choose. So like when come miss right. Yeah. It's like. If, if she is Miss Right, yeah. I can tell myself, no, it's not happening, it's not happening, it's not happening. If it's actually worth it in doing it, my heart will always overpower. So, so you almost like riddled the whole relationship with landmines before at the very beginning. <laughs> just because you weren't ready. Absolutely. What a way to describe that, eh? Yeah. Put Let that, that marinate. Yeah, let that marinate. Put Think that on that. Fucking <laughs> landmines. Buddy, put that in your pipe and fucking, fucking smoke it, eh? Smoke it. Boom. <laughs> smoke it. Yeah. Rich, poor Rich, he's in the spotlight right now. He's in the hot seat. Yeah, turned into fucking a way beyond repair here. Yeah. Um, well, before we started the show, I was like, "Is there anything you don't want to talk about?" No, I'm man, coming go for, for you. it. Like that's the thing. <laughs> Come at me. Like I, I'm, I'm good with it. I have nothing to, nothing to hide. I'm a fucking open book. I'm a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's what makes me fun loving. You know. There you go. Like, I remember good. when you and me spoke. It was a, I think it was a couple months ago. Thank you. I think you asked me, "Are you seeing anybody?" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I said, "No, not really into that." And I felt like we were on the same page a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Like, cause I feel right now the way you're sharing your, you know what I mean? How you've been the last little bit. I feel like I've been in, in a very similar boat. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Same thing. Got out of a relationship a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, 
since then I've had like absolutely almost no interest. Mm-hmm. My, I've always in the back of my mind known I want to find someone, right? You want to find the right person, start a family, whatever. That's me personally, right? Um, but in terms of actually going out and like putting in the effort to go do it, yeah, or even putting the effort when it when it's come to me with certain people, um, I don't know what it is. I can't follow through with it right now. It's terrifying. Well, I, I don't know if it's fear or I don't know if it's maybe just my self talk. Maybe I, I tell myself too much. Okay, maybe you know you're not ready, right? It's your mentality going into it. If you tell yourself you're not ready and someone great comes along, you like you said, you're putting landmines in front of it. You're sabotaging so it automatically, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that's the thing with self-improvement and things like that. To get yourself to that level where you want to be going into relationship, right? And we've talked about this before. It's yeah. like, where, where's that point? Where do you say to yourself, okay, I'm ready. Now I'm good to go. Do you ever get to right? that point, honestly? Do you get to that point? Or is it just you're always, we're always, you know, we're all work, works in progress, right? Yeah. You never that's, stop working to be better than you were the day before, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. I feel like you, it's not really up to you. Like, when are you ready? Exactly. You have no idea when you're ready. It just happens. It's like, you don't, I can't just tell my heart, turn it on, turn it off. Like you can't do yeah. that. Like I, it's crazy. Like even seeing it, like going through it firsthand or like getting over an ex or whatever. And they're like, Oh, so like, when do you plan on getting over? Right. Ah, it's not up to me, man. Like you think if I could shut those fucking feelings yeah, you, off, you I have wouldn't, to sit with them. Right. Yeah. You have to. Right. And it's, it's really crazy how it works without you even knowing like from one day to the next where like one day you'll see her and your heart still drops and you're all fucked up yeah. and then like a week later you'll see her and it was gone and it's like I'm okay yeah yeah. that Which, happened to me and it scared I've, the shit I've out of me I've been in that exact same situation too I was like hold on too. a second I saw you literally a month ago yeah and I was fucked up and I was like all these emotions came flooding back and this and that and whatever and then I saw you again I was like you're okay and I yeah. was like wow I didn't even because it, within that month, nothing has changed. You didn't do any work to work on I it? I didn't do anything. It's just the feelings just managed to heal it's themselves? Just, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. No words. Raw dog. <laughs> Listen, this is I, no I, work. I, I, I raw dog fucking life. I raw dog it on caffeine, no antidepressants, and no therapy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah. it's not... It's, it can't... You know, it, it works if you're... Ways. It works if you're self-aware. It works if you're, like... If you're uh, capable of looking inward on yourself. But if you're, if you're not self-aware, that does, you're never going to fix anything. Yeah, no, no. Of course. Right? If you're, like, if you, like you said, you brought up self-sabotage. And Matt, you brought up self-awareness. Yeah. You have to have that shit. Otherwise, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're not actually working repeating. on anything. History is going to repeat itself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just, and then you're in a cycle, of, cycle here. Yeah. And a lot of people find themselves the in that situation. of insane, right? Well, well that's eat exactly because it, I'm right? depressed and I'm depressed because I eat. Shout out to George. <laughs> so, okay. He always says that. Let's go to... Like you just mentioned, your raw dog in life. You're not using any kind of like, you know, antidepressants. How would you describe that? Medication, you know, rough. (laughs) So, do you like what are your thoughts and feelings on things like antidepressants and medication and stuff like that? Obviously, there's like a lot Um, of people that mm -hmm. that that need it. I think there are real cases where where you do need it, maybe. But I'm I'm strongly strongly against them. Um, What substitute do you have for them? That's 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 what I mean. Like. I, I don't know. I've never been in such a place where I've convinced myself that I need that, but I, uh, people very near and dear to me mm-hmm. have been on them, and I've seen a lot of negatives come out of it. Yeah, right? because they become it's, reliant. It's, it's, exactly. it's like you can it's only function. The way that they describe it 100%. is that you're at a low, and your normal serotonin levels are here or whatever, right? Then when you take them, 
you're like here plus a little bit, right? So it, right. it's like a balance. Right. But the thing is though, when you were here, when you were at a low, when you get off of them or try to weave off of them, you don't go back to that low. You go even more you go lower. Mm. You know it's what I mean? Extreme. And that's even scarier because if you got to a point where you were reliant on medication, yeah. what the fuck's going to happen if afterwards? I mean, like I have, I had that happen with me with, with, with my mom and seeing that her go through whatever she went through. That was fucking terrifying, right? Mm -hmm. Because she was always on the lower end and then she decided, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be on this medication. And for like a year or so afterwards, like weaving off, it was the, 10 times worse. Yeah. And we were expecting that and she understood that, but it was a difficult year for me, my family, everyone. We had to, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. why it was, I'm, I'm against it. Right. That makes we, sense. You know, that makes like, sense. Yeah, you had a personal experience with it. Right? Yeah. That's, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, that's the legitimate reason to be against it. <clears throat> yeah. But right. then what do you think are alternatives, maybe more natural, sustainable solutions to people who find themselves in those lows that need to go about their day? Go outside. Yeah. 100%. Go for walks. I, exercise. I, eat yeah. healthy. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. the, I really learned this through um, COVID, actually, for like the first lockdown. I didn't see the first lockdown as a bad thing. I, I thought it was actually pretty insane because it kind of forced people to go back to basics. Mm -hmm. A lot more people were outside walking, looking at what God fucking gave us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you actually enjoyed nature and those little things that are the big things in life. We just take them as the little things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like in reality, no one can live without this, but in reality we, we, we can but we can't live without trees and oxygen, but no. we don't, we take it for granted. We don't do fucking anything. You this, know? this was a phone, by the way. Uh, you forget the show is audio. <laughs> what is a phone? What? You held up a phone and said this. This. Oh, Only yeah, people this watching a video will know <laughs> this. Is, oh, you this, held this up a phone. A phone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But uh, yeah, no, like during the first wave of COVID or whatever, we were going out for walks with my family. I feel like I was getting closer with them and it was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was tragic. The whole bullshit that happened or whatever, but. There was good that came. Richard, out of stop it. lying. You were on COD twenty four seven. That was a that you, if you're ever wondering like what's the best way to raise your blood pressure, <laughs> get on Warzone with these fucking sweaty eleven year olds who have nothing going. No. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, I was unhealthy. My heart was taking a beat. That'll do something. What about you, Matt? Um, with the medication, <laughs> you said you said eat healthy, exercise, get outside. Yeah, I don't think. I'm strongly against it. Right? Oh God. Um, I just don't, I, I strongly believe that it's certain people think that's the only option. Yeah. And yeah, I, I don't, exactly. I don't think that is the only option. I right. think maybe because at the end of the day, and I could be wrong. I'm not a scientist, but it, depression is a chemical imbalance in your brain. So You're absolutely right. Yeah. Right. The medicine. Okay. Help balance those chemicals. But, at what cost? At what cost? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're just on them for the rest of your life. Who are you really? Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like that's when you're kind of just like flatlined. Like right. you're just, you're just steady. There's no ups. There's no downs because you can't actually feel it. So I, I have another question and for the both of you. And Alex, you and I, we talk about this one all the time. Do you think we're living an unnatural life and like lifestyle? Which is kind of causing all of these massive increases in mental health issues and stuff yeah, and physical health issues. For sure. I feel like a lot, even the food we eat is unnatural. Oh, uh, oh, I know it's Absolutely. Right? Like, yeah. obviously there's natural, but um, the typical 
the meat, the vegetables, the fruit, the, everything is is uh, mass produced and in a way where there's a lot of things that it's just not yeah it's not natural. Your in, your interpretation of like a more natural lifestyle, what would that look like? My mom brought me up on natural lifestyle. Yeah, like I I think I've can count on one hand the amount of times I've taken taken antibiotics mm-hmm. um, or like Western medicine to cure something. I, right. I was raised on homeopathy and I will definitely be doing that for the rest of my life and, right. uh, you know, kids and stuff. Um, and like wheatgrass. Yeah. I was eating or, organic stuff, healthy foods, everything. Like, do you, do you, that's, do you that's, personally have to remove yourself from like the city? To kind of reground a little bit, or, or do you are you able to do that while you're living here? Mm. Like, do you have like a cottage you go to, no. or like you know the lake or whatever? No, no, no. Um, no, I just it's well, like I don't take medicine every day, oh, but just like when I'm sick, like I just it's that's my normal. Like I don't know anything. I don't know what else to take besides homeopathy. So I asked my mom. She pulls out her. Yeah. drawer and she has like everything that <laughs> yeah. i need yeah. um or i i go to the store she goes to the store gets it like there's just that's my normal like there's right. no other option like i don't if i'm really bad like fever that like okay i'll take a tylenol just so i can sleep yeah but course, my yeah. daily three times a day take those homeopathy pills and right. that's you know that's what i do okay so wait, wait. i don't really have to remove myself from thing to do that like it's just yeah, yeah. and then the, the food i eat obviously is i'm not eating or I can't sit here and tell you I'm eating like a healthy diet. Who who is? Yeah, I generally eat healthy. I try to. Like I I try to keep myself healthy. Right. But um, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Rich? I'm 100% the opposite. (laughs) 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 I wouldn't say in like... Raw dog in it. (laughs) In like a bad way. But like if they said like we're stopping like the production of Advil, I'd be dead. Man. I'd be dead. Oh, really? Yeah. Advil's, Advil's my thing. I'm not a fucking pill popper or whatever, but... What do you use it for? It's just headaches. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, like, how that's often so you get different. Runs in my family. Migraines oh, my migraines, family, yeah. Right? Right. So, yeah, without, without a Tylenol extra strength, fuck, I don't know where I'd be. Mm. Other than that, like, I don't really take anything else. Like, even with colds, flus, whatever, I kind of just warm teas and whatever. But, yeah. no, definitely Advil. Without it, I, I don't know where the fuck I'd be. Yeah, I'm so opposite because, like, I have a headache. Mm. I don't do anything. I just have the headache. I don't have as bad headaches as Richard, though. Like, he has yeah, bad headaches, Migraines, right? it's, yeah. That's yeah, it's, like, it's, it's different. It's really if I was having yeah. migraines, yeah. of yeah, course. Sure. A headache is, you know, you're, whatever. But, like, a migraine is a whole different thing. It affects fucking everything. Yeah. You, yeah. you kind of... No, your life, you feel, life comes to a halt when you have a migraine. <laughs> yeah. You, feel, yeah. <clears throat> you feel weak, blurred vision, just kind of dazed. And yeah. it's just it, the pressure and whatever. So, without... That Advil, Dunzo, like it can, <laughs> it can put me out for like two days. Do you, do you have like a natural escape? A natural escape. Yeah, you know what? There's a few spots. That yeah, I like to uh, I like to go to, especially on the bike. Yeah, right. Because you know it's it's like a convertible on steroids. You know what I mean? Like if I'm out there and we're on a nice country road, like say 45 minutes past King, mm-hmm. and like it's just open fields. You know what I mean? You just kind of let go of the bars, and you're just like, holy, like we're out. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, it's a whole different feeling. You know, what I mean? it's like all your worries. Just when was the last time you walked outside in nature without shoes on? Oh my god, I was just talking about that about uh, with my dad. Yeah, uh, 
Uh, never. Uh, well, okay, not never. Obviously, um, my maybe my last vacation. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I don't like on a beach, right? On a yeah, beach, on like a tropical beach, right? It's burning your 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 feet on the stone. In, in Canada, like <laughs> in, in Canada, you go for like you know when was the last time you stood on the grass with your feet? Oh, um, during COVID, I think twenty twenty. Yeah, I I I remember sitting, um, not sitting, standing in my dad's backyard mm-hmm. with no uh, no Shoes socks on. or no. Shoes, whatever. It's 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 actually. It grounds you. Yeah, it's one of the most healthiest things. It's very, yeah. And my dad it, said he, like, he wants to start doing that. He I was, wouldn't recommend doing it right now. No, he did. It was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. He just went in outside the backyard with a robe and an underwear, underwear on and just, just stood there. That's iconic. In the snow? Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. That's iconic. That <laughs> eight in the morning. <laughs> Getting the day started right. What about you, Rich? Last time you did that. Last you time last I did that? Stand it? outside, no shoes, no socks, just mm-hmm. you and the earth. Uh, it was probably 2021. I was with uh, a buddy of mine and we went camping. And uh, he's, uh, he's a buddy of mine from the military, so he's very outdoorsy. Yeah. And we did uh, full portage, all that stuff. Nice. Canoe, this, that, and the other. And uh, yeah, there was... You know, in the in between of chopping wood, getting stuff prepared, we were just like fucking sitting there. And we're on this big rock, just looking at what is like what what we have to offer. And I was kind of like, "Yo, this is it's kind of crazy." Like we're looking. There was a massive storm that passed through, and it was a rainbow, but I saw both ends, and yeah. I have a picture to prove it. And I was like, I, "We were just sitting there," and I was like. That's both ends of a rainbow. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. It's really rare. That is really Very cool. Very rare, yeah. right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's all glistening, and I'm like, wow. And it just feels like it's, was, it's was, a whole different, like, was cares, there a pot worries, of gold? fuck off. What? Yeah. Was there a pot of gold? <laughs> On either side. On either side. <laughs> a pot of gold, I wouldn't be standing here with you bananas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Alex? Last time you went and raw dogged it. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> went barefoot outside. When was the last um, time? Yeah, it was probably the last time I was on the beach, probably maybe a couple of years ago, I'd say. Same and that's thing. somewhere yeah, else. Probably. That's not yeah. even here. No, I, well, that was in, that was in uh, I went to Vancouver. Here we go. And that was a beach out there. Um, but the closest thing I can replicate to that now is um, is doing cold plunges. Cold, oh, yeah. Can't do so those. I started uh, taking cold showers about a month, month and a half ago. Right. And then uh, about a week ago, I did a first cold plunge. Which wasn't that bad because I was easing into it with the cold showers, but yeah, um, yeah it's, it's an incredible feeling. It really is. Cause that's like one of the things. Like it's like a little thing you can do. Like everybody can do this, but not a lot of people do do it. Yeah. So if it's, you walked away from today, would you start adding that into your life? To no. Feel a little bit better. Yeah. It, right? It's weird, and that's part of my self awareness. I know I won't. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. That's like one I, thing I would never, I would never do. I run cold. Like I, I don't even like. Going into pools unless it's fucking 90, yeah. 95. Honestly, like yeah. it's, I feel like it's just a bone chilling. I hate living in Canada during, in the winter just <laughs> yeah. for that reason. I don't even like going outside because like, it's just, I don't like cold. Yeah. yeah. And people, I get it. There's health benefits. And this a lot. And and I've you, just, weren't you in the army? <laughs> I was. Winter warfare was absolute garbage. <laughs> <laughs> like miserable as you can be. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You've been on winter warfare. It's. it's I have not. I, I was in the Navy. Never been, so uh, I never had to Navy, deal with that crap. Fuck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Very different experience. But we still had the cold. Like you had the sea blast in the wintertime yeah, and stuff. No, like, sure, and that's, sure it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Fun. No, that's not a fun <laughs> one either, right? You get wet. Like God, when you're wet and cold, that's a whole different ballpark. Oh, yeah. 
different feeling. Everything being out in the field, as soon as it just you, you right to get the wet, you're gone. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Right off. Yeah, right off. Yeah, that's the thing about that experience. Once you do the cold plunge, you, you you're in a controlled state, right? Yes, so you can get exactly. in, get out, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, my dad's doing like a bunch of research. Yeah. On this, like as soon as he finds something interesting, yeah, he goes like. Yeah. All the way, and obsessive. Yeah, like he doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't half-ass anything mm-hmm. in his life. <laughs> um, Did he do it? He's doing it now. Doing it That's now. why he's decided to stand in his underwear in the snow at eight a.m. <laughs> outside yeah. two days ago. Good so for him. I was wondering. He goes, you know, he was like, I figured it's still cold, like a cold plunge. I'm. Uh, outside or in a tub or whatever he goes like i'm still cold i'm just gonna stand outside i'm like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) make sure the neighbors don't see you (laughs) like well let's let's bring this whole conversation full circle we started the show talking about our parents right Mm -hmm. Right? let's talk about you guys being parents and everything we just talked about emotional intelligence self-awareness wellness and you know taking care of your body and your mind yeah when you get that opportunity to be dad what, what sort of what sort of habits? I guess you could say parental habits. Are you gonna carry from your parents into your children? And what what things are you gonna say? This the buck stops here. Yeah, well, like I said, I just touched on it. I think when I was talking about like the situation with my parents right at the beginning, like I could honestly, besides, you know, the divorce. Yeah, obviously, no one wishes that and yeah, that's what don't, i don't want don't um, go into it planning for it yeah, yeah. right uh, but the way they parented me um even the school i went to like um i would do a lot of the same things like i would introduce homeopathy i would introduce mm. like healthy foods like not just like you know here's a lunchable like i'm not doing that yeah like, um, yeah. like the quick fix answer. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, just but that lifestyle and still like work. the yeah, for and sure. Is that work you're willing to do? Yes, yeah, for sure. For my kids, yeah, yeah, of course. Fair enough. What about um, you, Rich? Yeah. yeah, I'd say the exact same thing. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You would have to put it in in the work if it was for your your kids. Now I'm tripping out about this fucking thing. You're good. You're good. good. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, no. Like if we're talking generational stuff that that would be passed down. I'd say like just generally. The way that my parents were always there, whether I wanted to talk to them or not, like right. just the hey, just in case you didn't know or you forgot, mm-hmm. we're here. Yeah, non-judgmental. Yeah, here, and always there. That's yeah. like my parents have always. A, I think that's a big, a big thing. Like most people, obviously, you'd be scared to talk to your parents because, like you know, it's consequences sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, like, uh, like my dad, more so, he was a like a non-judgmental ear, mm-hmm. and he was just like, whatever you want to say, you can say it right now. Mommy won't know. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Like, no, I'm, yeah. That's respecting, like, almost respecting boundaries. Exactly. For you, it's like, for you, uh, as a kid. Exactly. It's like he, no matter what age I was, it's like he kind of just spoke to me like a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you're a child, I'm still going to treat you like a man. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I th- yeah, that's a big I think that's a, it's point a big too. thing. Like, teach what you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And if you're that, you know, idealistic man where you know you take care of of your family and and this that and the other you bring that down because those are the strong traits that keep the world going Mm -hmm. and it's 
it should be passed down, right? Yeah, yeah my parents have always made me feel and make sure that I know I can always come to them mm-hmm. with anything. And mm-hmm. that's definitely what I would uh, pass on as yeah, well. for sure. Because I know people who they can't go to their parents yep. because it's just that dynamic is like, mother son or mother daughter or lack yeah. of self-awareness is completely incapable of removing their emotions from something like yeah. kids coming to you to, to confide in yeah you. like the amount of conversations and honestly with both like my mom and my dad like we my dad and me have like great conversations my yeah. mom and me have great conversations it takes me a while to yeah kind of open up and stuff but um when we do they no judgment we talk like friends yeah right yeah it's um, rare. At now at that age. I mean, yeah. obviously when, when i'm eight years old like yeah, they're not talking to me like hey what's up you know you're your own man but now, they've always you can talk yeah, to them now, the right? dynamic of mm-hmm. how we talk has changed but i've always been able and they've always made sure that and told me like if you need to talk talk right talk. It's, a, it's it's really a rare thing like i don't know who i was talking to but they asked me and we were getting into a similar like deep conversation they were like when was the last time you hugged your mom and i was like this morning Wow. And they're like, really? Yeah. That's good. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Good I'm like, I, I was kind of taken back by his response. And I was like, you, do you not? When have you, like, you know, oh, I haven't, like, in a couple of months. And I'm what? Like, but you still live with her. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm the same way. I'm honestly guilty of exactly that. Really? Like, it, yeah. It's crazy. You like, don't me, look coming from, no. every from my time, perspective. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, hearing that, I'm like, that's weird. That's, yeah. Every time I walk into the house, you know, <laughs> whether I, want to or not my mom's hugging me she yeah like absolutely. yeah kissing me like she's she like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like the running joke of our family like she yeah just, oh your mom like you, you'll never yeah. stop being her son <laughs> yeah no of course <laughs> you know right i don't i don't uh hug her enough as she says and yeah. i i agree you know but uh, yeah we're hugging <laughs> <laughs> we're hugging do you think uh do you think naturally you're going to search for that in what? the future when you uh when you meet someone the, f- the person you're going to be with you know your wife in the future mm-hmm. do you think you're going to naturally want that like Absolutely. characteristics like that, that you same find character that same i think everybody right really like whether exactly. you know it or not exactly you do. it's a very stereotypical like italian boy thing where like we look for a woman who you date your mother you date your mother and yeah. i know it sounds Jamaicans fucked are like up, that but too. I'm, yeah. I'm not yeah. talking yeah. like looks like wise i'm talking very similar yeah, yeah. they are because it's like it's the thing about it i always hear like italians do a lot because italians like to slap their name on everything yeah right but the reality is and we had this conversation before Italians, the biggest guide of Italian culture is faith, right? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest guide of the family structure. That's the biggest guide. And family is a big deal for Italians. And I think a lot of Italians don't seem to realize that the same faith that, you know, is based in the Vatican mm-hmm. is, is, is an international faith. So in countries like Jamaica that are really far away from Italy but have that faith, yeah. you know, the parallels are unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So you realize that your family structure and your core values are the same as other places, that faith is such an important place. Yeah. Ireland, the Irish family structure, there's just more booze involved, but it's predominantly similar, <laughs> right? So everyone's Jamaican, drunk, but it's, it's the same <laughs> thing. And they're all very loud. They're loving, you know, and yeah. the, family, the family structure is a big thing. But I, I, I did, the other part of the question that I do want to hear your answers about, where does the buck stop? Oh, when what things sense? are you, what you not mean? taking yeah, you that you learned from your parents, that you saw from <laughs> your parents, that you're like, nope, not carrying that on? Oh, Mm, calling him out here now. Um, <laughs> it's not all peace and love. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Certain things um, growing up, doesn't matter what it was, it's like you got to let them fail before you step in and do it for them. Is that something that you didn't have much experience with? It's No, no, no. Like it was certain things that like my 
if my dad sent me to do something and I couldn't figure it out, less so like because he wasn't, I don't know, maybe he wasn't like a good teacher. It was just like, don't worry, like I'll do it. Let me do it. Mm. But instead of me learning how to do it, it was just done. Right. So there was, it was more so like for me, I would do it more as you need help with something. You're going to stick right here. Right. Watch me do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I was more so of the lazy fuck and I was like, okay, hey, just, yeah, I guess do it. Well, if it's getting done for you, then, the, then what I, drive I know, do you I have, know. right? But like for me, I would be more forceful in saying like, no, 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 no. You want to do something. Yeah. Right. You don't know how to do it, which is totally fine. But if I do, I'm going to show you how to do it. Right. Right. And I feel like that's another thing that really is a little bit fucked up with men. Our generation is we don't have that what the previous generation had of, of like, they were a jack of all trades. They would, yes. it, we live in a, in a generation of call a guy. Yeah. Right. Someone else knows how to, someone else knows how to, Yeah. where in my family, my dad is that guy. There was no like, let's call someone and do this. Doesn't matter if it was something with drywall or if a fucking plumbing issue. It's like, you know, bare minimum and everything. Yeah. Just enough to fucking get by. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he calls everyone. <laughs> <laughs> or we call Phil. Oh, yeah. Phil, like, yeah, uh, yeah, your brother. A- your brother is a jack of all trades. Yeah, and he's is. he's so useful. Like in so many ads, like you know. he's useful. He's good to have in the pocket. He's good to have, you know. <laughs> to answer that question, yeah, where like the, the butt stops. Honestly, I I might sound like an asshole. Like yeah. I, there's nothing that, that you wouldn't want to carry on. Like literally, besides the divorce, no of one course. wants to carry. Right? Yeah, of course. Like even the way they handled that the divorce was perfect. Like. Right. Yeah, it, it's just, no. That's I don't know. Honestly, super fortunate position to be in. To be yeah, honest. obviously, yeah. there's things that bother me. Like, but how everyone much of that bothers. Is their, how much you, of that like, is their personality or their you know who yeah, they are as a person? Yeah, it's like yeah, like, exactly. You know? Like, the, but the parenting aspect of it. Yeah, honestly, like I would, I would do exactly. What about you, Aliel? I know he's got. Where yeah. does the buck stop? What are things that you wouldn't carry on from your parents? Oh, Here comes wow. the last question. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, jeez. Um, I think like how you guys were talking about about um, something needs to be done. Uh, let your kid fail first at it, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> um, rather than just coming in saving them, because what are they learning from that? Right. Nothing. So now, if you grew up in that environment. Now, when you get older. It's almost like in the back of your mind, there's just an expectation it's going to get done for you. Right. Right. And then it, that's going to lead to lack of confidence. Right. Right. Because um, you think you don't like, you know what I mean? You think you don't really know how to do it or you don't, but you don't have that confidence. To, okay. Let me, <coughs> let me keep trying at it. Right. I can solve this because I've solved things in, in the past. I've watched people solve things in the past. And if that's not there, you're going to see how that's going to affect you long term. So that's the biggest thing. Right. Not to let your kid do, do stupid shit. Do you think it's easier said than done? All three of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of us have kids right now. That's so what I mean. We we're can't really speak to yeah. what it feels like to see your kid fail. But that's the thing. You don't want to. You don't want to see your kid. Yeah, you don't want to see them hurt. You don't. No, yeah. no, yeah, or frustration. It's different. It's like you know, kind of goes in one ear and out the other when you hear your parents say like, "You'll see one day." You'll realize. Yeah, day. yeah. You A know? lot of parents say that their kids come back to them in their twenties, mm, being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Yeah, I've had tons of them already. I've had tons of those aha moments, kind of like fuck man my mom was right yeah. <laughs> and then like you know i i've already i've had Mom's conversations right. with her oh my oh yeah mothers are always right that, yeah <laughs> well you know. that's the most sacred job in the world yeah. Oh, yeah. Mother. and uh yeah no like going back to her being like hey, mom, like you were right 
And it's no like, it's just, I know. No. I know. You're the jackass who doesn't listen, <laughs> but I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It must be like a great piece of vindication for them, you know, when you go to them and you were right. And they were yeah. like, that's, that's with anybody, mother or not. That's like, their biggest like, problem. Exactly. You told me something right? and yeah. I go, you know what, Goody, you were right. And you're like, you got it right, brother. <laughs> 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 Write it down. Don't <laughs> you forget it. Don't you fucking forget it. <laughs> no, that's good, though. I think we had a great conversation. Yeah. I think we got completely full circle, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think we, uh, we, we definitely sat down with, uh, with Rich here, Matt. And had a nice therapy session. Maybe I know he'll go home I wasn't and do ex- a little bit of reflection. And uh, you know, way beyond repair here, guys. Way beyond <laughs> repair. That's great. When you listen back to the show, you're gonna you're gonna have some feelings about some things. When does it come out? So we release the shows on Mondays. So it's coming oh. out tomorrow. Damn, there yeah. nice. There it is. Yes, sir. Cool. No, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you and guys. This was a great conversation. <clears throat> it was actually. It was. A, I was scared, but like I it was. Looking forward to it, and it was exactly everything I expected. It was fun. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was terrified, but this is all, that was a great conversation. Yeah, we opened yeah. the open a few doors that maybe we weren't uh, that we weren't expecting to open, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's how this goes. Absolutely. Anything to add there, Aliao? No, sir. That's it. Don't be scared. That's the don't one thing. Don't, don't be scared. Don't, don't, don't be scared, scared of here. And don't forget to raw dog life a little. You know, Absolutely. every now and then. <laughs> every now and then. Hey, yeah, yeah. You should make that a T-shirt, Rich. Someone in the store. Can, you know, take the dome off. Come on. <laughs> take your dome. Just raw dog. Raw dog. Just a little. Yeah. Anyways, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Uh, this, has been, this has been a great one. Yeah. Until next time, yes. this has been Think On That.